0: This is Radio Influence. Podcasting Redefined. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, the president of Valor Fights, Tim Loy.
1: Welcome to the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Loy. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Justin Watson. It is fight week in Soddy Daisy, Tennessee. That's right outside of Chattanooga for the uh, uninformed. It is Valor 64 going down this weekend as we venture outside of the mothership that is the Cotton Eye Joe. For uh, for an extravaganza down in Chattanooga, man, it's going to be a really good card. Of course, uh, as always on Fight Week, it is Pigs Panel uh, this evening. So uh, a little bit later, we're going to do our official preview and picks panel for that card uh, before we get to that though we'll have some interviews uh, we've got uh, we've got a few on the line tonight of course want to talk to real steel Roy Sanders a little bit later ahead of his matchup with Greg Hopkins our own Greg Hopkins who uh, is not hosting tonight but he is going to join us a little bit later to talk about his fight and for picks panel and then of course we're going to talk to Tanner Poe as well who is on that Valor 64 card taking on Logan Neal and then we'll round it out by uh, talking with Bellator's Shannon Goffrey, who is uh, out in San Jose this weekend, getting ready to take on a professional boxing champion, Ava Knight, as she welcomes her to the MMA uh, soiree, if you will. Of course, Shannon, a uh, Valor vet, uh, big fan of hers. I'm happy she's got this opportunity this weekend, so we'll check in with her as well. Justin, it's fight week. You ready to rock and roll, man?
2: Yeah, man. Uh, ready to check out that, that wrestling arena.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a, it's a great venue. It is a, it's like a little mini dome. And so it really contains the energy, uh, like really well. It's, uh, it will be hot in there. It will be intense. And, uh, be a really uh, electric show last time we were there was an all amateur show and we it was one of the few times we've ever you know just had a complete sellout before the doors ever opened and like the the fire marshal was there they weren't letting people in until people left it was just an absolute madhouse so i'm expecting more of the same this weekend we're going to talk more and more about that as we get into the show but before we get into that we've got some housekeeping to do here we got a recap Last week's action, and that was the UFC on ESPN Plus number 17 Mexico City card, headlined by uh, Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens, which was anticlimactic to say the least. Let's run it down here, of course. We had uh, the prelims, of course, starting out. Claudio Puelas takes on uh, Marcos Mariano, gets a unanimous decision win. Uh, Betts Kohea Cor- gets a unanimous decision win over uh, Sajara Eubanks. If you listened to Justin last week and uh, took the underdog uh, cohea, then you cashed it like over plus two hundred, it was a, it was a good call by Justin uh, Paul Craig, who I liked, uh, gets a submission by rear naked choke in the first round over uh, Vinicius Mohea Ma- out of Brazil, who doesn't look to be very good. Uh, Paul Craig uh, is not known to be like, you know, a stellar striker, uh, you know, he's got good submissions as we've seen in the past, but uh, he was lighting him up on the feet, you know, and that was kind of the angle I saw. Cause you know, Paul is the guy that he does get knocked out a lot, but he is willing to go in there and trade the leather. And, uh, and he was, it was enough to, you know, put, put Vinicius in a bad spot and he got that first round finish. Sergio Pettis with unanimous decision over Tyson Nam, uh, late replacement there. We had a doctor stoppage uh, in the next Angela Hill gets a uh, TKO uh, due to a cut in the third round over Ariane Camalosi, uh, And then uh, it was Kyle Nelson with a first-round knockout over uh, Marco Polo Reyes and rounding out the prelims, uh, Jose Alberto Quinones, a unanimous decision win over Carlos Joachim. Justin, anything uh, stand out to you on these preliminaries? A lot of uh, Latin American flavor.
2: Yeah, um, you know, Sergio Pettis looked good. Just kind of went in there and, and outpointed Tyson Nam and, and got the win. Um, Angela Hill using using her Muay Thai and uh, getting it done. It was it was good to see her get a, get a good win like that. Um, the, the Nelson and, and Reyes fight was weird. You know, Reyes threw a spinning back fist and Nelson kind of countered it with his own spinning back fist. And uh, Marco Polo was out cold. Um, I think it was only the seventh spinning back first knockout, and it was it was a good one.
1: Uh, the the main card uh, uh, also on ESPN Plus. Uh, we started off with uh, Steven Ocho Peterson getting uh, the knockout over Martin Bravo. I lost on that one. Um, Irene Aldana with unanimous decision over Vanessa Mello. Uh, it was a split draw uh, with Askar Askarov versus Brandon Moreno. Uh, that was a really good fight. That was close. And then uh, Carla Esparza with a majority decision win over Alexa Grasso. That's a little bit of an upset slightly, I think. Uh, You know, Esparza is, you know, she's been around a long time and is solid. But I think uh, in Mexico, Grasso was definitely uh, who they were probably angling to get that win. And then finally, the main event ends in a no contest. Uh, Another eye poke. Man, the eye pokes are ramping here lately. We only got 15 seconds in on this one before uh, that one got called. Uh, Man, thoughts on the uh, main card?
2: I actually I think I said it wrong. I think it was actually Peterson that had that spinning back fist knockout. I'm not sure. Maybe I missed the uh the Nelson fight. Um I, I, uh Aldana looked great. She threw a, a nasty question mark kick. Um that landed solid. Um Brandon Moreno and, and Ascar fight was, was interesting. I I thought that Moreno definitely won the decision. Um I, I didn't really see a draw. I think if if anything should have been a draw, maybe the the Esparza and Grosso fight. Uh, I think Grosso definitely took a 10-8 in the third round. which kind of comes down to the second round, and um, for me, I, I had Grosso win in the second round. Uh, but you know, um, judges saw it a little bit different, and uh, she she handled handled the loss well. Um, but you know, they, the crowd was dogging this as far as pretty good. She was getting beer dumped on her as she was
1: leaving the arena and um, it's pretty wild crowd. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was hostile to say the least uh, thoughts on that. Uh, the main event, it looks like we've already gotten it rebooked from what I read earlier today. That's going to be on the Boston car there it back.
2: Yeah. Um, I was, I was concerned about that. I saw it too, but um, yeah, here was kind of acting like he didn't want the fight because Um, Stevens is ranked a little lower than him and um, you know I don't know Jeremy Stevens is not the guy that's going to come out there and and fake an injury uh, especially not 10 seconds into a fight you know Um, from what I've heard he got he had a scratch cornea um, got actually scratches on both corneas on both eyes but um, one was a lot worse than the other obviously Herb Dean did a great job um, you know trying to give him every opportunity to to continue but Um, The eye, you know, every time that that your eyelid closes on on that scratch, it just starts spasming. Um, So he he couldn't couldn't keep that eye open. And um, unfortunately, he spent a lot of money and and a lot of time in Mexico and his training camp. He spent six weeks down there and away from his family and everything. And, um, you know, it's disappointing to go in there and have it in like that. And uh, the way that Yair handled it was was pretty classless.
1: Um, But I I hope uh, Jeremy Stevens gets to knock him out when when they get to run it back. Yeah, I can concur with you there for sure. I, I definitely don't think that Stevens is the guy, you know, if there you know, if there's anyone out there uh, you know, that is gonna gut through uh, you know, adversity if he can, I think Jeremy Stevens certainly fits the bill. Uh real quick before we wrap this one up, biggest winner, biggest loser. Um whew,
2: biggest winner. <sighs> I'd say probably Carla Esparza, You know, coming off of a couple of losses, even though I don't think that she that that she uh, earned the the victory there, she still got it, and it opens um, up some yeah, opera, more more opportunities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and um, you know, kind of keeps her going. Biggest loser, I think, is is either Yair or or everybody else for for missing out on that fight. Um, I think that you know it. People are gonna are gonna look at Yair a little bit different
1: after after the way he acted. Um, yeah, yeah, I could see that for sure man. I like both of those picks, honestly, because uh, you know that was uh, this was you know not' to say it was a one fight card, but it was yeah you know, it was pretty heavy, you know the the main event was certainly you know the the best fight on the card uh, as usual, with not a whole lot of supporting cast around it, so to for Mexico City to lose that fight like that is uh certainly not great. Um, I like this Asparza pick as well. I'm gonna just kind of, you know, uh, just to be. To be different, um, I'm going to give my biggest uh, winner to, um, oh, man, I'm going to give it to Paul Craig because, uh, you know, he gets a finish. He's a guy that's kind of been, uh, you know, he probably fighting for his job, honestly. You know, he, he has been in there with some really tough guys and taking some rough losses. So this is one that has kind of bought him uh, a little bit of new life. You know, he has at least shown to be a good action fighter. Uh, Now I'm going to say the biggest loser, and probably Sajara Eubanks. This, you know, she's four and four now. Hasn't had a lot of uh, success in the UFC. Don't know how much longer she'll be there. We'll see. Cool. All right, that'll wrap up last week. A little bit of light action last week. Let's move on to this week. Of course, our main focus is going to be on this Valor 64 card, but there's, a, there's some other stuff going on. There's a Bellator 227 is in Ireland. We're not going to really cover that. There's not a whole lot of note on there that would be of interest to us. Uh, then Saturday, we have the UFC on ESPN Plus again, and this one is number 18. It's uh, going to be in Copenhagen, Denmark. And so it's going to be one of those uh, daytime cards for us here in the states. So you can check it. You can, that whole card will be over by the time uh, the Valor card starts. You can watch them both. Uh, let's do a quick rundown here. A Big card, man. 13 Dang Fights. Uh, prelims. Uh, Nolan Hernandez uh, gets us started against Jack Shore, the undefeated Jack Shore out of uh, out of Europe. Mark Diacasi uh, versus Lando Venata. That should be a pretty good action fight at 155. Macy Chasen takes on Lena Landsberg at 135. Uh, I'm gonna say Giga 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 Chikadze versus Brandon Davis. Brandon Davis, an all-action fighter. That'd probably. He's a guy that'll probably be a decent underdog out there, moving back up to 145. Uh, CR Bahardizada, uh, 170. It seems like he fights about once a year. He's taken on Ishmael Nardiev. Uh, Alessio DiCirico, the Italian, takes on Mahmoud Muradov out of the Czech Republic, rounding out the prelims. Alan Amadovsky takes on John Phillips. Anything on the prelims? Jump out.
2: Um, uh, Macy Chiesem and Lena Landsberg, you know, it's kind of got some implications at Bantamweight. Um, Chase is just five and oh and um you know this will be probably her biggest test. Um Lando Venato's got a, a big test in front of him. You know, he's kinda never never really um never really risen to the occasion to, to the star that he was supposed to be when he got here and uh he's gonna have a, a tough one in front of him this weekend. Um, I look forward to seeing Desire Bardezada and Islam Nardiev fight. Dazada is a he's a hitter man, and um, Nardiev, is he's a killer too. So that'll probably be that'll probably be a, a fun fight.
1: Moving on to the main card, uh, looks like we have a six-bout main card. Uh, the Cowboy, the Brazilian Cowboy, Alex Oliveira takes on Nicholas Dalby at 170. Uh, our very own OSP, Ovin Saint Prue over there uh coach turner over there as well uh in denmark as they get ready to take on uh, michael olacic uh the polish uh fighter 14 and two and the polish fighter about two to one over Ovince. i was a little surprised to see the number that high because i haven't been like that high on olacic but uh you know Ovince has lost some fights in a row his his back's kind of against the wall he's got to come with it uh man oh dang i just now noticed this one but this is somebody's going to die here. Ion Kudalabra versus Khalil Roundtree. If you saw Khalil Roundtree fight last time, like he's turn, he's like a new guy. Like he's freaking clean, striking, very good, impressive. And Kudelabra is like a guy that's going to go out there just balls to the wall a hundred miles an hour and either kill or be killed. That's going to be a fun one. Uh, Gunnar Nelson takes on Gilbert Burns. That's another really solid fight. Two really good grapplers at welterweight. Uh, Mark Madsen uh, takes on Danilo Bilardo. That is the co-main event, and I am wonder if that's a typo because that doesn't seem like it would be the co-main event over a few of the fights we just said, but it, it says on typology it is. Yeah, it uh, is. And- It is. okay. well, maybe I'm just a dumbass and that's an awesome fight. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, the main event, of course, uh, uh, Jack the Joker Hermanson, who uh, has been hot, taking on uh, the Alaskan, Jared Cannoneer. Pretty decent little main card, with the exception of the fact that I don't know that uh, co-main event. What do you think?
2: Yeah, so I guess Oleksic is I think he's on like a 12 fight win streak or something. Um, you know, and like you said, events coming off of a couple of losses is, is probably why the, um, the odds have it that way. Obviously, events um, events strength of schedule is, is way, way tougher than Ola has been. Um, so hopefully he can get back on, on the winning track there. Uh, and like you said, Khalil Roundtree definitely turned a corner in his last fight. Uh, it's going to be, that, that one should be madness, um, kind of kind of a bummer for Gunnar Nelson. You know, originally he was supposed to fight Tiago Alves, um uh, Tiago had to pull out and was was replaced by Gilbert Burns, which is a much, much tougher fight for Gunnar yes. Nelson. You know, he's he's a ground guy, Gunnar is, and um but he's not really known for, for being great off of his back. I mean he you know he kinda needs top control. Um and Gilbert Burns can probably out wrestle him. So being able to take Gilbert Burns down is gonna be a tough task. Um so yeah then uh Jared Cannonier and, and Jack Hermanson, man, I'm just super impressed with Hermanson every time he fights. Um, you know, I, I think he's, his last couple of fights have been first round submissions, you know, over, over elite grapplers. Um, Cannonier was a heavyweight at one time. So this is, you know, he's used to fighting a much, much larger opponent. Uh, but Hermanson's just that, that, you know, almost like a country strong, you know, and, uh, I'm looking forward to that fight. I think it'll it'll shoot Hermanson right up into the top five if if he can if he can pull it off. I honestly think he
1: does. I'm not really ever been that high on Cannoneer. Maybe he's really you know improved a lot, but I've I've never really been that high on him. I like Hermanson quite a bit in that fight. Uh, let's see. That, that's that's pretty much it for that card. I'm pretty I'm pretty pumped for it. Real quick, what uh, what's the what's the what's the can't miss fight on this card for you?
2: Um, probably the the cantoneer and and Jack Hermanson fight. Um. You know, Jack Jackermanson, like I said, you know, he's he's been on a steady rise to the top. And um, with this win, he'll
1: we'll be seeing him move up into some some elite competition pretty soon. Yeah. And, you know, the middleweight division is, you know, they, they are trying to get more and more guys kind of built up to be contenders. So I can agree with that. And as I mentioned earlier, that Khalil uh, Roundtree and Ion uh, Kudalabra is gonna be violent since that. If there's a chance to bet the under, bet the under, if it's not ridiculous, because there's I don't see that going three rounds. Uh, that's gonna be on ESPN Plus this weekend, man. It looks like uh, the uh, prelims start early at 11 a.m. Main card, probably about two or so. So uh, check that out, then come over and watch Valor. Uh, then uh, the other event this weekend is Bellator 228. They're running two shows in two nights uh this one will be a home show if you will san jose um at the forum inglewood uh, i guess technically it is it's going to be on the zone 10 o'clock it's a it's a big card uh it's a really big card um, not going to go over all of it we're just going to touch on the main card here and then just a couple prelims but uh looks like we have got uh more action in this uh in this featherweight grand prix here as well as a co-main event, uh, Gegard Masasi takes on uh, Leota the Dragon Machida. Uh, Patricio Pitbull is the main event, uh, title fight, 145 title against uh, Juan Archuleta. Uh, Darian Caldwell takes on Henry Corrales. And Daniel uh, Vikel takes on Saul Rogers. And rounding out the main card, A.J. McKee Jr. Um, is going to take on uh, Georgie Karhanian, putting that O on the line, 14-0. and o. Uh, also of note on the prelims, uh, old man McKee, uh, Antonio McKee, his daddy's going to fight. It's been a minute. He's taken on William Sirupi, uh, A.J. Agazarm, uh, one-on-one, decorated grappler. We've talked about him before. He's on the card. And then uh, the fight of uh, uh, most note to us here locally is Shannon Goffrey, three and three, taking on the debuting Ava Knight, who is a, a world champion pro boxer, making that leap over to MMA. And so it'll be interesting to see how that goes for her. Uh, your thoughts on this Bellator 228 card.
2: Uh, this, is, this is probably the best card of the weekend. Uh, we got the, the, the heavy hitters coming out in that tournament this weekend. And, <clears throat> um, you know, Juan Archuleta and, and Pitbull is for the title. Pitbull has the title, and um, he's putting it on the line there. Um, and, and it's also part of the tournament, which is which is kind of cool. Uh, Darian Caldwell moving up and fighting uh, Hina Corrales. Henry Kraus coming off a big knockout win. Um, size is going to be probably a big factor in that fight. Um, you know, I, I look for Henry Kraus to to pull one off. <clears throat> um, look forward to seeing AJ McKee uh, get back in there, and then probably the best fight of the weekend is Leo Machida and and Gegard Mousasi. Um, they haven't fought before, have they? I
1: don't think so.
2: I don't um, think so either. But it's kind cool. of wild, you know. They've they've been in the same promotion several different times, you know, from the UFC to Dream and Pride, and, um, but th- that'll be a. I think that'll be a hell of a fight.
1: That goes down Saturday on Zone. Uh, best of luck, of course, to Shannon Goffrey out there. She tries to uh, get a win in her Bellator debut. Yeah, I agree. That's uh, the best card of the weekend with the exception of the card in Saudi Daisy, of course. Exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, you check that out. We'll recap this shit next week. We'll go over it. We'll see what happened. Kind of. Do a little, uh, you know, uh, best winner and loser and all that stuff. Uh, but but now uh, that's that's pretty much going to wrap up our preview for this weekend for the national stuff. And that is going to uh, end your term with us tonight as well. Justin, I'm going to let you go. We're going to get into some interviews here. before We uh, have our pigs panel, which uh, Justin being a judge sits out those. And uh, so we don't want any improprieties. I uh, appreciate the time. As always, Justin, we will uh, catch up next week with our recap. Yeah, man. Sounds good. See you in a couple days. All right. So thanks to Justin for joining us tonight. And with that, let's move on to our interview portion of the uh, of the program. Let's get some real steel up in here. Roy Sanders. Up first on the line, we've got real steel. Roy Sanders joining us as he gets ready to go back into battle uh, here in just a couple days. It's going down this weekend. Valor 64 in Saudi Daisy, Tennessee at the Wrestling Arena. Going to be taking on the Valor Hour's own Greg Hopkins, who we're going to talk to a little bit later. Roy, how's it going?
3: It's been going good, man. Uh, I've been getting to train a lot, and everything's been going good, really. I mean, I've had some craziness going on around me, but as far as the training and getting ready for the fight, it's been going really good
1: that's great man that's good to hear i appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your uh kind of final weight uh cut throws to uh to join us here of course you're coming off a win you know last time out uh we spoke to you in um i guess it would have been late february when we spoke to you but uh, you fought march the first got a submission win in the first round over billy combs and uh so of course you're coming in with some momentum here Taking on Greg Hopkins, like we mentioned uh, before, we get on to the fight uh, this week. Let's, you know, I don't think we talked to you since the last one, and so let's recap that one. You know, you, you took on a guy and Billy Combs who was. Uh, you know a guy that's uh has been very much like yourself as far as like fought like everyone that's good around here you know a, a guy that's that's been in there against the very very best competition uh and uh a decorated amateur a guy you know that had 20 something amateur fights like yourself uh let's kind of go through that when you got to win in the first round uh with a triangle if i can recall
3: yeah i mean you never know what's going to happen when you get in there you can't underestimate your opponent um, it was, you know, the tables were turned a little, like, I feel like I was kind of the favorite going into the fight. I would hope so just that I've been doing it longer, but, um, I knew that, you know, Billy was going to be looking for a win. It was his best chance at a win too. And really like, I can't describe to you the difference, but like, I was so much more nervous for that fight. Like the two fights that I've won, I really was super nervous as opposed right. to fighting someone who's five and O six and O like the pressure is completely different. And, reverse uh, pressure yes it's crazy I mean I, I feel much more relaxed about this fight than I did fight Billy but uh once I got in the cage with Billy I think after the first exchange I realized that I was right in my assumption that I'm probably better than him at either set of the game so whenever I got the chance to take him to get to the ground I kind of let him take me down just so I could get my guard and uh I don't know if he meant to cut me or not. I mean, he definitely come up and come down with it, but he kind of slammed me one time and I just, he cut me and uh, the cut was in a really bad spot right above my eye. It was a tiny cut, but the blood was going everywhere. I realized I was cut probably, you know, probably 10, 15 seconds after it happened, I felt something hit my shoulder and I, I started smelling that smell. I like, Oh God, it's blood. And, uh, but you know, I just tried to just be really calm. I mean, a lot of times, I was just gonna go ahead and tell you with Greg I'm gonna be like shooting at submissions, but with Billy like I was really just gonna like take my time and work that triangle because I knew that eventually he was gonna make a mistake and, and I was gonna get it. So and that's what happened. I just tried to keep my composure, keep calm. Uh Dustin Long was telling me to throw some elbows. I did that every once in a while, but really the whole time I was just laying there thinking, I'm gonna get him in this triangle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, congratulations on that, man. It's been about six months. Well, I guess by the time we get in the cage, well, no, yeah, it'd be closer to seven months. I guess by the time you fight, uh, you know, what's uh, the layoff been uh, by design? You know, I know that uh, your summers are uh, a big deal to you, with uh, you being an educator and uh, you know having the summer with your kids and whatnot. You know, seven month, uh, seven months since that fight. <clears throat> what's been going on?
3: Um, I've just been. Uh Really just, I was kind of relaxing. I mean, I was just waiting on you or somebody to give me a call to just tell me, Hey, I've got you another fight. But really it was just kind of like a little bit of a layoff, which was fine with me because, you know, I've been able to relax and, and kind of just not worry about fighting for a while. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I don't even like watching it on TV. Um, I just kind of was getting burnt out a little bit, but um, I'll be honest. i will just ahead and say it. Like I've, I've been going through a divorce this year. A lot of people didn't know that, but uh, it'll be final in November. And, uh, it's just been a really tough time. I mean, since I fought my, my father passed away. That happened in April. Um, yeah, it was after the fight with Billy that happened. And uh I don't know, man, I've been really kinda just I've not had I've just been stressed a little bit. I mean, just given what's happened and uh whenever I took this fight with Greg, you know, it kinda just gave me something to take my mind off of things and sure. Um, and you know, now that actually like me and, and my You know, and me and Candy, everybody knows all the Saturday, me and Candy uh, kind of taking turns with the kids. Uh, that's kind of opened up a window for me to train a little bit more because, you know, I don't have the kids all the time. So on my days off from the kids, I've been training with Nick Jackson and Josh Steele and, and Chandler, and it's just, I hope it really shows in this spot.
1: Well, man, I I certainly hate to hear about the uh, the turmoil and uh, tumultuous situation that you're going through. So uh, my heart goes out to you there. But I'm glad that you're seeing this as a as a release. And that is uh, exactly what it sounds like you need about right now. So who knows? It could be. uh, could be one of those things where uh you know the uh the the outlet if you will may be uh, very productive for you and i'm glad to hear you're getting that, that extra training sounds like uh you're training with some good guys there they're gonna get you ready for uh that wrestling that greg hopkins has in his back pocket let's talk about this fight a little bit greg of course uh only 1-0 in his uh, young pro career so he just made his debut Uh, Back against Nick Jewell, probably I guess it's been about three months, three or four months ago, Uh, maybe longer, man. Uh, But it's it's, I I feel like it was like uh, maybe it was May or so. But anyway, he uh, is coming off of a a win, a first round TKO over Nick Jewell. And, uh, you know, Nick's kind of built similar to you. You guys are tall, rangy guys. Uh, Greg has a uh, pedigreed wrestling background, state champion wrestler, but honestly has not um, necessarily leaned on his wrestling so much through his amateur career. You know, he's a guy that's gotten in there and brawled. Uh, Of course, uh, I'm good friends with both of you guys. So I'm I'm really excited for this fight. hate that one of y'all has to to lose, but excited for one of y'all to get a win too, of course. Let's talk a little bit about the matchup and how the the guys that you're training with right now are uh, preparing. For this particular style, because it is very good training partners for, for what you're about to see.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, Josh Steele is coming off a win over Chris Wolf. And I mean, a lot of people don't know him yet. And I mean, I hope they get to know him, but um, he is a great wrestler. I mean, he's really good at all aspects of the game, but uh, he's a really great wrestler. Uh, Nick Jackson's a great wrestler. He's great at judo, jujitsu. Like, uh, they're really just good at everything. And As far as Nick Jewell, um, you know, I I would say he's got more power than me stand up, just because he's he's a heavier fighter. I think he fights heavier than me most of the time. But um, you know, ground wise, uh, Greg, you know, he never does wrestle. Like you said, he seems like he gets in there and he he wants to taunt a little bit and shake his head and (laughs) you know just try to brawl with people. Keeps his hands down. I hope he's been keeping his hands up. I guess he has if he's trained with David because If he held his hands down like that, David would probably hurt him. But Uh, uh, he needs to uh, definitely keep his hands up. And if he comes in there thinking that he's going to brawl with me like he did that little Dodd guy and some of the other guys that I watched him fight, it's going to get real interesting because I I don't don't think he can knock me out. I heard about a little wager between him and Billy Swanson about who's gonna get the fastest KO or the best highlight KO. But talk is cheap. We'll see. I mean, I've not been knocked out probably in about 30 fights because this will be my 64th fight. But I've been knocked out one time, and I was dominating that fight, and I just got clipped. Um, But I've been working a lot against the cage, a lot of takedowns, a lot of stuff in the middle of the cage because if you watched my two fights against pedigreed opponents like Chris Wolf and Winder, you know, uh, as soon as I landed a big right hand, they took me down and, uh, sure. and they were, they were good right hands. It wasn't like I just threw it and missed or anything like where I connected. I kind of followed through too much and ended up getting took down. But I mean, that's something I've been working on is just if I do land that big punch or something, just to be ready for that sprawl, to be ready to get away, probably not even the sprawl, but just to use my long arms and get away from him. Um, and if he takes me down, like I've seen him do in other fights, I don't think he's going to be like Chase or Chris and go for submissions. I think he's going to be more like when I fight Shante Barnes. Barnes was not going for any submissions. He was just trying to hurt me. <laughs> so sure. I mean, he was just punching and punching. Like I, kept, I was giving Shantae Barnes submissions. I was like, please take my back. And <laughs> he just kept pounding me. And, uh, you know, I hope that Greg, you know, if he takes me down and starts this ground to pound, uh, I mean, if I get full guard, and he feels those legs walking up his back, he'd better be concerned, just like he said Billy should have been concerned when he was commentating it, because if he goes to punching me and getting cocky and thinking he's hurt me, that's when I'm going to get him. (laughs) And uh, nobody knows it's a secret. I mean, I'm good at the triangle. So, I mean, even I think if people prepare for it, it really doesn't matter come game time. Um, But I've been working other submissions, too. I've been trying to work on my body more, like, where I'm tall and lanky, like, when I first started this, I was trained by short dudes, you know, nobody really tall and lanky, so I've been really trying to work on stuff that's going to work for me and, and my body type, like darces and things like that, Use my arms more.
1: I love to hear it, man. It sounds like you're really dialed in on this fight camp, which is uh... – which is great to hear, really, uh, you know, because I really am uh, looking forward to seeing, uh, you know, the best version of you that you can be uh, this weekend, man. And, uh, you know, before, uh, before I let you go, I want to let you uh, give some shout-outs where they're due. Uh, you know, any uh, sponsors, training partners, friends, family, any kind of love you want to give, I'll let you have at it.
3: Um, Southern Still Tattoos in Norton, Virginia, I mean, they've always sponsored my shows. They've always sponsored me. Uh, so I want to give them a shout-out. And uh, just all all the people that are local here that are, like, great fighters and great athletes that nobody really knows about anymore because we started this back in, like, 06. And, uh, like, Nick Jackson, uh, Adam Mays, Josh Steele, everybody knows Chandler. Um, Just some great talent here. Ned Spears. Uh, Ned's been working with me a lot. Uh, He's super smart. He super knows the game. Um, And just – all the new friends that I've made here recently that have just supported me and uh, have helped me get through some tough times, just not even with training, but just in life. So uh, just, and thanks to you, Tim, for, you know, continually having me back, uh, finding me thoughts, keeping me relevant, uh, because I just can't let go of it yet. It's my pleasure, you. man. It's always a pleasure working with
1: you, Roy. And I'm, I'm excited to see you here in a couple days. Uh, when this podcast drops, we'll be about 24 hours from weigh-in. So I'll be seeing you uh, here real soon. Uh, best of luck this weekend at Valor uh, 64. If you can't be there live, folks, you can check it out live on Flow Combat. Of course, the best way to see it is live and in person. And you better get your tickets soon because we are almost sold out. Uh, if you want to go and you want to support Roy, be uh, sure to go to fighterticks.com. Select Roy as your fighter. And uh, come root him on. Thanks so much for the time, Roy. And we will see you here this weekend. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. All right, joining me next, rising lightweight prospect, Tanner Poe on the line. He's getting ready to throw down this weekend at Valor 64 down in Saudi Daisy at the wrestling arena is going to be taking on Logan Neal. Tanner, how's it going, man?
4: Going great, man. You know, been having a good camp. Feeling great.
1: That's great to hear. We appreciate you joining us. This is your first time on the podcast, so welcome. And, uh, you know, we, we were speaking earlier, and you were saying, you know, I don't know how good I'm going to do with this stuff. I was like, yeah, oh, you got to get used to it, man, because as you, as you climb the ranks, you're going to have more and more attention on your fights. And uh, you're in a big one this weekend. And before we get into that, though, I'm going to let you have a, a quick chance to kind of give our listeners an overview, a little bit of your background, uh, just a quick synopsis of, uh, you know, your, your training background and how you got into MMA. All right. All
4: um. right. Well, when I was, uh, I started boxing when I was a teenager, like 15 or so. And, uh, you know, it, it, I, I came to a valor fight a few years after I started boxing. And, uh, I just saw how, how exciting MMA was. So, uh, I came over to Blaylocks and was like, Hey, man, I want to start fighting MMA. So, uh, been training with Blaylocks for about three years now. So I'm weird, man.
1: You're a guy that has uh, has not, a fa- you, you've not been in a bad fight yet. you have not, you know, win or lose, you, every fight that you've been in has been a very action packed, you know, go for broke kind of affair. That's kind of, you know, whenever I do our picks, panels, and previews, that's kind of how I always describe you, you know, as like a, a really dangerous, lethal striker that is going to press the action, uh, you know, that, that's going to go for the finish. You're coming off of a big highlight reel knockout where you knocked Elijah Gilbertson dead. Uh, that's only been a few months ago, so uh, this is going to be one yeah. of your quicker turnarounds. You know, uh, you've been training now for three three years, but only managed to get three fights in. Obviously, you're you know you're an adult, you know, and you've got life and work and a family and all that stuff. But being able to make this quick turnaround um, has to be good. I uh, and uh, you know what you know. Let's talk a little bit about the about this fight. You've got uh, Logan Neal in front of you. Uh, Logan's a guy that's uh, on the come up. You know, his uh he's he's turned his record around. He was upside down for a moment. He was three and four, but now he's knocked off three and row and has, has risen to six and four coming off a big win uh, in Alabama a couple weeks back and so uh, let's talk a little bit about this fight you know to me this is a bit of a style clash to a degree because you know Logan is, has been showing his grappling chops a little bit more recently whereas you know you're going out there and getting these knockouts
4: yeah um, yeah we uh we have a game plan for Logan uh, it's, a, it's a really strong one I think it's gonna work out for us and um uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like Logan, and, uh, you know, he's a champion in Alabama, and I'm just ready to see if I'm on that level, and I believe I am, so.
1: You know, I think, uh, I, you know, the people that, you know, aren't privy to the, the inner workings of things. This is a fight we've been talking about now for several weeks, but we've only announced it. Uh, about a week ago. So, uh, you know, it's been official now for about a uh, nearly two weeks, I guess you'd say. But it was a fight that, you know, we knew that Logan had a fight coming up in Alabama in between against a tough guy. And so it was one of those things where it's like, well, you know, as long as he comes out of this unscathed, then, you know, we've got a fight, we're good to go. But, you know, we didn't want to put the cart before the horse and get it out there and start promoting it because with my luck, generally when you do that, like bad shit happens. And so like, we were lucky he got through it, he got the win, he's unscathed, you got a fight. Uh, is is a is it a weird mindset for you, kind of not really knowing how it's going to come out for a couple weeks, or you, is it kind of just been business as usual? You're preparing to fight just like always.
4: Uh, it, it was kind of strange, but you know, business as usual. I like to uh, keep a steady workout and you know make make sure I'm always game. And uh, you know, it was, like I said, is it, it was kind of a weird situation, but you know, I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad he uh, he got the W and everything worked out for him, but uh, yeah, I'm just glad uh, we're able to, to have this fight and hopefully put on the show.
1: Now you're training over there at Blaylock's IMB under Chet Blaylock, a uh, highly decorated trainer down there in the Chattanooga, Fort Oglethorpe area. You got several teammates on this card uh, that we're, we're going to talk about in our, our preview section here a little bit later. Talk about some of the guys that have been getting you ready for this. Uh, Cause you know, it's gotta be a better, you know, one, just a, an intense vibe in the gym when you got, you know, four or five guys and they're all kind of getting ready for that same date.
4: Oh yeah, man. It's, it's been crazy around here. Uh, you no, know, we got Ian, which he was on the Ultimate Fighter, and uh, he's a a phenomenal wrestler. You know, I've been working with him a lot. We've been uh we've been training a lot together. And Carter, I mean, he's he got his knockout. You know, he's a good striker. Been training with him. Andrew's an excellent striker. Um, you know, we got little Eli Blaylock fighting too, getting him ready, letting him whoop some butt. So yes. yeah, it's a uh, chance, man very intense training
1: so man uh talk, you know uh, as we mentioned you know you, you haven't really been able to string a whole lot of fights together in these three years kind of fighting sporadically is that about to change is it something uh, you know you've kind of got things leveled out to where you can kind of make a little bit of a run at this thing or uh, you know you just kind of just taking it uh, one fight at a time or you what, what are your plans
4: well um I'll, i'm gonna try to fight more often uh you know i was just Fighting, testing the waters, you know, seeing what I needed to work on, taking the time to work on it and getting a fight again and you know, I just I uh, I wanna make sure I'm completely prepared for a fight before I enter it. And, you know, I just taking my time, getting used to everything and but yeah, that that's my plan is to start fighting more often. So.
1: I love to hear it, man. I love to hear it. Uh, really excited for this weekend. Uh, you'll, you of course will be our, our amateur co-main event. So you'll be high up there on the card. It's going to be a, a great brawl. Uh, before I let you go, I want to let you have some time to give some love, some shout outs where they're due. Any sponsors, uh, training partners, friends, family, if they deserve it, give it to them.
4: You know, I, first and foremost, I'd like to thank my girlfriend Shelby for always being right by my side, every step I make, uh, you know, she stands behind me on everything. And second, I'd like to thank my coach, Chet Blaylock, you know, gives me excellent training. And, you know, any situation, he helps me out. And, uh, you know, all my friends and family that support me. I love you guys. So.
1: And uh, last but not least, if you let our uh, listeners know where they can follow you on social media so they can keep up with uh, your upcoming
4: fights. Yeah, so uh, I'm Jiggalo Poe on Instagram. <laughs> um, and uh just tanner poe on facebook so that's all i have i'm not a big social media guy but i'll get on there for my fights. so, so.
1: <laughs> make sure you check him out tanner poe this is the guy to keep an eye on always brings a good action fight uh, lays it all on the line out there and he'll do it again this weekend He gets ready to take on Logan Neal, Valor 64, at the Saudi Daisy Wrestling Arena. If you can go in person, get your tickets soon because we are almost sold out. You can get them at Fighterticks.com, and you can select Tanner Poe if you would like to support him and uh, give him a little kickback there. If you can't be there, of course, be uh, there watching live on FlowCombat.com. Thanks so much for the time, Tanner. We will see you in a couple short days. Yes, sir. We'll see you then. All right, joining us up next on the line, uh, a man who's no stranger to our listeners here on the Valor Hour. He's going to be going into battle uh, for the second time as a professional this weekend at Valor 64 Saudi Daisy Wrestling Arena. Greg Hopkins, what's up, my man?
5: Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, getting done with my day. Got home and finished and happy for the evening. Did Uh,
1: Did you get you some Zaxby's?
5: Uh, no Zaxby's at all. Actually, I was going to say I could be happier with, with something along those lines right now. But, uh, yeah, other than the weight, weight, weight loss I'm on right now, like with, for the cut and everything right now, we, uh, we're good to go.
1: Well, of course, you're about to settle in for the long haul here as you join us for picks panel after we, uh, we we jam on this fight here. Of course, you're fighting real steel, Roy Sanders, who we spoke to just a little bit earlier today. Roy coming off a win. You coming off a win. So both of you guys uh, trending in the right direction here, Roy, uh, with the submission win over Billy Combs back in March. It's been about seven months, though, since he's seen the cage. You've been in there a little more recently with a first round finish over Nick Jewel last time out. Roy, how has been training uh, pretty hard for this one. You know, he, he kind of divulged uh, some of his uh, personal life issues he's been having right now. But those, uh, while they have him stressed, obviously have been able, they, the situation has opened up his his time, if you will, uh, to where he can get a, a better training camp in than he generally has. So he's training there with uh, some good wrestlers, Chandler Cole, uh, Nick Jackson, uh, Josh Steele, those guys up in Virginia helping him get ready for you. And it sounds like he's dialed in, man. Uh, talk a little bit about this fight. Talk a little bit about the matchup. You know, Roy's a, a taller, a longer guy. Another guy that's built kind of like Nick. Nick Jewell is. A similar uh, build, I would say. So it's not the first time you've seen a, a taller guy, of course. But talk a little bit about this matchup, man. Uh, some of the things that uh, that we can look forward to, and uh, you know, some of the things that you may have to 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 watch out for with with Real Steel.
5: Um, I can respect the fact that he's uh he is he's taking his wrestling to another level. And I've seen the people he has been training with, and I'm you know, and I travel you know frequently and go to fights, and I run into his training partners all the time, and they're letting me know straight up, hey, Roy has been taking this fight really serious and he has been training hard for this fight because this is one that he wants you know under his belt like you know you're one to know and he's he said he's tired of uh you know going out there and you know not not putting on a show for everybody you know you know i'm not saying he doesn't because every time roy fights, i love watching him fight. i'm a fan of roy but you know um when it comes to comes to this i think that i don't i don't think that uh i don't think that this m- maybe two or three months of a uh, uh, catch up on wrestling is going to help him with me
1: to be honest you know, Roy kind of pointed out that, um, you know, you don't necessarily use a lot of your, your wrestling that, you know, And we talk about this all the damn time on here. You know, you've got the wrestling pedigree. You've got the uh, it's in your back pocket, but you don't necessarily always rely on it. You like to go out there and put on a show and and strike some. And uh, Roy thinks that, uh, you know, if that's the case, that, you know, he's got a lot of experience in pro boxing and that that's going to be a good opportunity for him he's prepared if it goes to the ground too. Of course, uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, he's long, he's got those long legs, he catch triangles, things like that. So, uh, you know, he, he's confident, uh, if you will, uh, it, that, you know, wherever this fight goes, he, he's going to be ready. Uh, talk about some of the people that have been getting you ready for this. Well, I'll touch on the, you know, the first aspect of him being
5: ready. Uh, I I respect I respect Roy a great deal in this fight. He may have a uh, he may have uh, a you a, a worse a worse you know loss record than he does a win. But the thing is, is, I've only had one professional fight, and it lasted you know a little over three minutes. So, I still have yet to see you know a three round fight. And I know that Roy is capable of going the distance in those. And I've uh I've never fought a fifteen minute fight. Uh, I've never made it fifteen minutes in a fight. So that, that that's something that does get me excited about this fight because I think there really has been training for the you know, against takedown. And people don't understand though is uh my my wrestling isn't really implemented in my stand up game as much, like as far as like taking down. But like when I get and if I can get like under hooks, if I can get in the clinch, if I can get you down the ground, if I can do anything and just get my hands on you, then I will implement my wrestling because I know how to put pressure on people. I know how to take pressure off people. I know how to push them and pull them. I know how to throw people. So if he's training and getting ready for throws, I hope he's ready because he might get some, uh, you know, some air flight miles here this weekend. Uh But as far as me getting ready, I've been training. Uh, I've been up to Killer Bees, and, uh, you know, I went by Blaylock's a few times uh, a while back and uh just been like, you know, running around, but I've been trying to find me at home gym. And uh I've been training like, a lot frequently and a lot more at a Chet crowd and a gogi combatants in Easter Ridge and, uh, East Ridge Chattanooga. And they've been, uh, you know, you know, leveling me up on my uh, jujitsu game. And, uh, I still haven't even like done a tournament for Jitsu or done anything really with it. I've just kind of been filling with it. So my ground games picked up. Um, I would say honestly, like at least a hundred percent, like really, like if I can, I now I know, <laughs> Now I've been like learning, you know, a lot more submissions. I've been learning how to, you know, stay out of submissions and, like, and the only way I've been learning is you know, I've been rolling with Logan Neal, you know, Sterling Peace. I've been learning with uh rolling with Matt Elijah. He's on the card too. There's a lot of people that I have uh, taken taken account and helping me for this fight. So. Uh, I hate that I can't name all of them right now, but uh, I, uh, everybody at Agogi, everybody bees, and you know, and I, I appreciate all the support from Blaylock's and everybody around the Chattanooga area that's uh, helped me out and got me ready. And the thing that really does excite me about this spot the most is the fact that he's got seventeen, eighteen fights. He's got a lot of fights, and he's got you know, he's got some boxing, you know, criteria with him. That's one of the things that I can respect is his stand-up game because uh, I've watched his bouts, I've watched his stand-up game, and uh. uh I know he likes to throw, and he's a headhunter. And then, and if you leave your hands down, he's going to try to implement his game and his will to try to end me. But uh if he can't do it, he can't do it. And I'm just saying, I think my wrestling's going to trump anything he's got right here.
1: Of course, uh, you know, it's a fairly quick turnaround for you off of that pro debut. Uh, you know, you had some time off in between making the jump from amateur to pro. Is this a situation where you wanted to kind of keep the stack of the fights together here? Or are you going to take a break for the holidays after this one? Or uh, what's what's kind of the, you know, short-term goals? Well, the short-term goal was uh –
5: Really, just to break by this, by this year, I wanted to get one professional fight in. But when we got that first one in, I was you know I didn't take I didn't take damage. I took a couple kicks to the head, but other than that, I was good to go. But like like I coming off my last amateur fight, I broke both hands and I took a year off. And and I, and, and it was against my better judgment to even take that take that fight. Uh, but I took it anyway and ended up breaking my hands, and it really sent me back a long time. So no. Uh, after that first fight I didn't take any damage and i decided hey i want to get one i got another one in for the year's over with and uh and if uh if i'm being frank and being honest if i uh, and i'm not looking past roy at all like because i'm taking him i'm taking him serious but if i do get past him i really would uh push for one more fight before before uh before next year and uh, i'd like to be 3-0 and by january 2020 to start putting my hat and names out there for you know for, for, for some opportunities
1: most definitely, man. Most definitely. Well, we're looking forward to it this weekend. Of course, usually on commentary, Greg is, but uh, this time he'll be in the cage, uh, do it, letting his letting his actions do the talking instead of his yapper, because he can get a little long winded, you know. I'm gonna let you give some uh, some uh, shout outs. Further due, Greg, uh, friends, training partners, sponsors, uh, anybody that deserves some uh, some uh, some shout outs, go ahead and do it.
5: No, uh, well, you know, first off, you know, Valor for, you know, allowing me to uh, fight. And y'all coming, y'all come to the back door of Chattanooga, out Saudi Daisy, this is awesome. That's another reason why I wanted to be on this card because I, you know, a lot of people that always say, hey, I would love to see you fight if you weren't fighting so far away, you know, but, and now, you know, they don't have that excuse. So just for that reason right there, I could, you know, they all, like I have so much support coming to this fight. So for everybody that's got a ticket and those who can't, who, all, who said they're going to get a, a you know, a subscription to Flow Combat just because they want to watch me fight, dude, thank you guys. You're awesome. My sponsors, uh, best home builders. Thank you. Uh GHS fault maintenance. Uh who else we got? We got Pro Seal, man. He's helped me out a lot. Uh uh Absolute Gutters is thrown in, helped me out a lot. And uh let's see here. I'm I'm the eclipse ceiling and uh yeah, I just really thank you to all everybody who's helped me along this way, man, because like they're these are the people with like they're they're the ones that are like giving me that push man they're like they're they're trucking and they're behind me all the way and like i can't i can't thank them enough like it's just uncanny because the last time you know i was acting, you know we're gonna talk about how long-winded i am now because last time we was in chattanooga we had a scuffle and i didn't get to fight so there's been a lot of people a lot of people saying hey you, are you gonna fight this time in chattanooga because i want to watch it so yes i'm gonna take care of everything and i'll be out there but uh y'all can catch me on facebook uh Instagram uh, just holler at me. And last but not least, I want to say thank you to my girlfriend, Megan for, and she does a lot of shit. She, she washes my clothes. She, she, she kind of cooks. She's learning how to cook uh real healthy meals now. And it's, it's all new to her because she's grown up in a cornbread and, uh, and Bain's family, them, they're, they're, they're all six foot five over there. And I walk around at the family reunion, uh, five, nine <clears throat> and a half. And, uh, I'm and they're all wearing boots. So I'm just kind of like the guy over there with the, little bitty fighter. Everybody knows me, but it's just, you know, I want to say thank you to my girlfriend, Megan. I appreciate everything she does for me.
1: And last but not least, man, let's let them know where they can follow you on social media so we can uh, keep up with uh, your upcoming shit.
5: Okay, upcoming okay, shit. Uh, just follow me on uh, my Instagram. It's Big Daddy Hop Three and uh, Facebook Greg Hopkins. Uh, I'll follow back. You want to talk to me, man? Like I'm, I'm, I'm cool. As you know, I'm, I'm cool. I'll talk to you. Just uh, don't, don't, don't be, don't be fucking weird though. Like don't, uh, just be cool. And I, uh, you know, I'm, I like helping people. I like talking to people. So I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a dickhead. But you all know, just y'all you know, be cool. I'll be cool. And uh, y'all give me a follow, man. I'd greatly appreciate it.
1: Once again, this has been rising prospect Greg Hopkins getting ready to fight at home this weekend, taking on real steel Roy Sanders. Valor 64 goes down to Saudi Daisy Wrestling Arena right outside Chattanooga, as Greg uh, endearingly called it, the back door to Chattanooga, Saudi Daisy, Tennessee. Uh, You can catch it live on Flow Combat if you can't be there live, but the best way to do it is to be there live. And we are almost out of tickets, so if you want yours, get them at fighterticks.com, choose Greg Hopkins as your fighter so he gets that support thanks so much greg for the time and uh, we will be seeing you at weigh-ins here shortly oh yeah be there all right our final guest this evening joining us from all the way out in california getting ready to make her bellator debut it's shannon goffrey shannon how's it going
6: oh it's great how are you doing
1: Doing great. Doing great. It's fight week for us out here in Tennessee. It's fight week for you out there. So it's a busy weekend, of course. Uh, you know, you are getting ready to make your Bellator debut, welcoming a professional boxing champion in Avon Knight into the cage for the first time. This is a, a bit of a trend that we're starting to see, uh, especially in Bellator. Uh, these uh, these professional boxers, mainly female professional boxers, making that leap over to MMA. Of course, uh, Taylor Turner fought heather hardy in a similar situation here not too far back and so far results have been pretty good uh you know let's talk a little bit about it you know how this all kind of came about uh the experience up till now of course you fought all over the country i've, I've bragged on you so many times about taking like these tough ass fights all over the country against the top girls out there main eventing against the hometown. So it's not something where you're not, you know, it's not like you're not used to being in uh, the spotlight here, but uh, you know, all the media and things like that involved, you're out there for a full week. Just kind of talk about the experience so far.
6: Yeah, it's been great so far. Um, I just got in uh, today. Um, So kind of did like little photo shoot, checked into the hotel, um, I think the trend of the boxers coming over to MMA is interesting. You know, I've seen some of them do it really well and some of them not do so well. So with her never fighting MMA, you know, I'm not exactly sure what to expect other than, I mean, I know what I like to do against people who are primarily boxers in the gym when we spar. I know what works and, um, you know, I mainly focused on my game and things I like to do, Um As far as my striking, I definitely kick a lot more than punch. So I think that's something, you know, she's not going to be as used to getting kicked. And if she stands in a traditional boxing stance, it's very open for a lot of kicks as well. So we'll um, see how that works out. And uh, my ground game is very good. So if I want to take it to the ground, I think that I will, you know, be way better than her on the ground as well
1: you know, you're three and three coming into this. So you've got a good, a bit amount, a good amount more of pro experience than her in MMA. Anyway, she has a lot of pro boxing fights, but then, you know, your three and three record doesn't tell the whole story. Cause you've got just a shit ton of amateur fights, high level amateur fights that c- very well could qualify as pro pro level opponents. So, uh, you know, there's something to be said for that amount of, of cage time and experience, uh, and just overall well-roundedness because, you know, you, you've done pro Muay tie you've, uh, you, You've obviously done plenty, plenty of pro MMA you so you can strike it's not like you are an inept striker but you're also if I'm, I'm not mistaken you're you're got your purple belt in BJJ too right
6: yes I do yeah, yeah. I've uh, been training jiu-jitsu probably eight years um train it every day at least usually at least twice a day I'll do jiu-jitsu and um yeah so I mean my jiu-jitsu you know no nothing to mess around with if it ends up on the ground, you know.
1: So, I think I have. oh yeah, I think I think that if, if it goes to the ground, you're going to be a, a very very heavy favorite. I think the the main catalyst in this whole thing is going to be how well she can adapt to, uh, you know, the clinch and you know, your takedown of attempts, you know, things like that. And and like you said, being kicked, uh, I think it's it's just a whole new ballpark. And uh, she's, you know, she. this is kind of a home fight for her. I would imagine there's a lot more pressure on her than there is you at this point, although obviously you want to have a nice performance in your Bellator debut, hopefully get brought back. And uh, you know, they, they've they shown uh, in the past, you know, we've, we've, we've sent some you know, some people out that way. Uh, Corey Browning, uh, Taylor Turner, both have been successful and both got brought back. So, uh, you know, I know that, uh, you know, the spotlight is on Ava Knight as the, uh, you know, the pro boxing champion. She's the promoted fighter. Uh, So I think it's going to be very easy for people to overlook you. Does that does that make it a little less uh, a little less pressure on you or you kind of go in there kind of knowing you're the underdog on paper? But at the same time, you've got a great opportunity to knock off a, a great name on a huge venue at the forum.
6: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think maybe it's... I'm not really sure about the pressure. Honestly, it's something that I'm used to. I've gone in on the underdog. You know, being the underdog, probably the majority of my fights, I'm most of the time traveling and fighting the hometown person. So I'm used to everybody, you know, kind of overlooking me and thinking that, you know, the person that I'm fighting is going to kind of just take over but I don't necessarily think that's the case here like I think you know maybe there's probably yeah there probably is a lot more pressure on her to perform well because she's done so good at boxing and kind of I haven't heard much of what she's saying about it but she sounds like she has something to prove about you know she feels like she can do the transition to MMA better than anybody else has I think that's about all I've really heard from her about, you know, why she's switching. I mean, I think she's putting a lot of pressure on herself just, um, you know, to prove that she doesn't think that some of the females that have switched over have done such a great job in MMA. And she thinks that she can, so that she can do it better.
1: She's going to have to prove it. (laughs) She's going to have to prove it.
6: (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, this isn't boxing. So you know we we're going in there for a boxing match I would have a lot more to worry about. But right now, I mean you know, she can punch me in the face. I'm used to getting punched in the face, you know. Been doing that this whole time. But as far as getting kicked, getting taken down and everything, that's something that she's not gonna be used to.
1: Let's you know, talk about this training camp. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about the uh, the people that have been getting you ready for this. Of course, you train there at National MMA in Nashville, Tennessee, where we'll be uh, coming here in just a few short weeks. Uh, so, you know, talk about the people that have been getting you ready uh, for this big fight. You know, I know you've got just a, a plethora of people over there that, uh, you know, to kind of help sharpen your tools.
6: Oh, yeah. We've got um, yeah, just a ton of people around, you know, a lot of a lot of people getting ready for fights as well. Uh, Valor's coming to town. We have got, like, 15 guys fighting on that card. Um, as far as my training camp, I mean, it's been, you know, basically everything but boxing, you know. So the punching, I mean, the, the kicking, like, lots of kicks, lots of takedowns. Um, you know, I'm not going to learn how to outbox the boxer. I mean, I can outbox some boxers, but, you know, at her level... That's not what I'm going for. I'm not going to come in there and, you know, try to throw punches with her. I'm going to come in there throwing kicks and, you know, take it to the ground if I need to. But, you know, a lot of kicks.
1: Most definitely. So, of course, uh, you know, you're going to be weighing in there here, uh, I guess, when this podcast drops. We'll be weighing the next day. So Friday, the fighting Saturday. Um you're on the preliminary card. Do you are you uh, have you been informed yet? Like whereabouts on the like when you'll be fighting, so our our listeners can kind of know when to tune in.
6: Oh man, I'm not sure. I know the prelims are going to run from 4:30 to seven, California time. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm around the middle of the prelim card. So probably not, like nine. i I'm Not exactly sure.
1: Like nine, our time probably give or take. If I had to guess, then.
6: Yeah, because it would be. Now I think the prelims end at nine. It's two hours. Oh wait, are you Eastern Three. time?
1: No, we're in Eastern time here. Yeah.
6: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So probably around nine, nine o'clock Eastern time. I'll guess. Maybe very good. To very good. Between eight and nine, sometime.
1: Well, I, uh, I definitely wish you the best of luck. We want to see shine out there. We'll be rooting for you, and uh, we'll be a Saudi daisy while that's happening, so we're going to keep uh, our crowd there updated on how the fight's going. If we can got a way to show it, we'll show it up there, too. But uh, before I let you go, I want to let you give some shout-outs where they do Any sponsors, friends, family, training partners, if uh, they need some love, go ahead and give it to them.
6: Um, yeah, all my uh, training partners, coaches um, at Nashville MMA, Guardian MMA, uh, team Sean Hammonds, um, everybody that everybody I've been working with.
1: And uh, where can our uh, listeners follow you on social media so they can keep up with your uh, fight career? You
6: can follow uh, Shannon Goffrey on Facebook, Shannon Goffrey on Instagram.
1: You heard it here folks, Shannon Goffer getting ready to make that Bellator debut. She's fighting this Saturday on Bellator 228. You can catch it on The Zone or the Bellator app, I believe, for the preliminary fights. And uh, she'll be taking on Ava Knight. Lots of good vibes going her way. Thank you so much Shannon for the time. Best of luck out there. All
6: right, thank you.
1: All right, folks, that concludes our interview portion of the show. It is time to get to the main event and that is your Valor 64. Preview and Picks Panel. This is what you came for, and uh, we've got our Picks panelists on the line. Of course, Greg Hopkins stays on with us. Uh, he is in the lead going into this final event of the quarter before we uh, uh, start anew for the Nashville card next week. He has a 30 and 8 record going into this. Mark Walls in second, three behind him, 27 and 11. Uh, Jeff Hobbs bringing up the rear at 24 and 13. So six six behind there is Hobbs will have to make some uh, contrarian picks to have a shot to come back here of course we've got 18 damn fights and so there's room for some uh some movement here folks and uh there's some upset potential along this card of course dollar 64 goes down this saturday night at the Saudi daisy wrestling arena right outside chattanooga tennessee and Saudi daisy uh you can catch it live on flow combat or catch it in person and uh, get your tickets at fighterticks.com and get them soon because i don't know that there's going to be any left at the door gonna be a badass environment in there if you've not been uh to uh well we've only done one show there but the one show we did there was freaking crazy so uh it's gonna be uh it's gonna be wild and uh, of course uh greg uh, ditching the headset of commentary duties for the gloves in this one so we'll see how these guys pick uh on greg's fight mark of course will be there yeah. working the cuts, as always and then uh jeff the voice of valor will be in the cage, uh, starting fights. So uh, let's get this, uh, let's get this bad boy rolling, man. Uh, up first, it is going to be uh, we got three tie fights uh, to open before we get to our title fight a little bit later. Uh, two juniors fights to open us up. The first one is going to be 150 pounds. Got a couple uh, 15, 16 year olds going at it. It's going to be Kobe Roberts making his debut out of No Mercy MMA, the Goon Squad out of Union, South Carolina. This will be his first fight, so not a whole lot of information on him. We know he trains with the likes of Paul Teague, Brian Jackson, uh, those guys that were very successful on the last Valor card, so they're coming in hot. Uh, the Goon Squad's got some uh, momentum rolling into Saudi Daisy. They'll be taking on, uh, it'll be Tyler Jones, one and one. Now, and I should preface, this is going to be K-1 rules, guys. This is not Ty. This is going to be K-1 rules, uh, glory rules, if you will. Uh, Tyler Jones, one and one. His last time out, we saw him get a decision at the Cotton Eye Joe, uh, the son of, uh, of a badass. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Travis Jones is his daddy. And, uh, if you've been around the scene long, uh, you know that Travis Jones is a hard hitting mofo. So we'll see if, uh, the, the younger, uh, Jones can uh, live up to, uh, the, the large shoes of his daddy. Uh, and let's start things off here with, uh, it's going to be Greg leading us off because he's in first. So he's going to make the first pick
5: uh, okay. All right. No mercy, MMA, Union, South Carolina. Cody
1: oh, I Boston. should have said, Tyler Jones is representing United Karate Studios in Dalton.
5: Uh, and now, is Ben Cocker still there? Do you have any ideas? He I believe I, right? believe.
1: I don't know that he's not, but there's several, There's a few different satellite locations. Now, there's, not, there's more than one United Karate Studios, and they're all under that little umbrella. But if I'm not mistaken, don't hold me to this, but I think his dad, Travis, may have kind of like started their own branch, maybe
5: really that's well. that's news to me I because i was actually training with travis jones over there at ben Cocker's years back and uh when you were yeah. talk about a, a fucking motherfucker God, yeah. he's me that's a mean <laughs> kickboxer dude and i'm not joking hey he is, he is and, and, I, and i've seen tyler jones fight before too and tyler uh uh tyler's still green tyler's still green tyler's still young man he's learning a lot but uh he's learning he's learning quick and uh but these Cody Roberts – the only thing that Cody Roberts has got coming for him, he's coming out of no mercy MMA, dude, and those guys are unpredictable. Every single guy that they have coming out of that gym is wild and, uh, and and they're wiry. You you can't predict anything at all. You might think a shot's coming and guess what, uh, overhand left. I don't know how they do it. They do spin and back fist. So, you know that's going to be taught. You know that kind of stuff's coming. But with that being said <clears>
7: – <throat> uh
5: now, Travis Jones is a tough dude, and I think his son's following behind him in his footsteps, and he's got a – he has some some stuff to live into right now. He's got a one in one record. Um, uh, he's a pretty tough kid. He's going to have to he, – he, he's going to grow. So, I'm going to go with Tyler Jones
7: on this one
1: uh, All right. for my first pick. Yeah, Greg starts us off. Tyler Jones. Uh, Mark?
7: As much as it depends on soul, I have to agree with fucking Greg, man. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Travis is a bad dude, man, but Tyler yeah, you know, he's still gonna grow a little bit, but I think he gets it done against the guy who's debuting.
1: All right, that's two for Tyler Jones and Jeff Hobbs. You'll be the final pick.
0: Yeah, um, like you said earlier, I gotta make up some ground here, so I'm going with Kobe. I figure All in right. these first few fights with these kids anything can happen. Uh so I'm gonna try to make up some ground here and go with Kobe.
1: All right, the contrarian pick, Jeff Hobbs, goes with Kobe Roberts. So it's two for Tyler Jones, one for Kobe Roberts, bringing us to our second bout. And that is going to be a catchweight bout of 100 pounds, quite possibly the lowest weight that we have hosted here, on even on the juniors. This one is also K-1 rules, not tie. Uh K1 rules, and uh these are three two-minute rounds, mind you. It's going to be Noah Lauter, who is uh also out of No Mercy, MMA Union South Carolina, the Goon Squad. And he comes in with a one 0 record. He's already fought. And uh he's a he's a you know he you know, I have not seen the kid, but they're very high on him. And he say he's very aggressive. And uh from his picture he sent in, he looks like a swole little fool kid. <laughs> I mean, he's he's flexing and shit. Like, so I'm excited to see this. He's going to be taking on Eli Blaylock. That's Chet Blaylock's son, little Eli, finally getting in there. And as a kid that we've seen, we've watched him grow up, essentially, uh, at the Valor shows when he was six years old, five years old. He was running around, and now here he is uh, making his debut, uh, representing, of course, his namesake, Blaylock's IMB out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, Fort Oglethorpe uh he's gonna, he's, gonna he, he's a little bit taller uh i believe for the weight he's a he's a tall uh, rangy kid and uh you know he's grown up his whole life uh around the sport but this will be his first time getting in there under the lights uh in a big venue uh that's going to be packed out i know he's pumped up for it and i'm i'm pumped up for this spot man because both these kids look like they're gonna get it and they're gonna bring it and we're gonna start it off with mark
7: yeah, after after pulling around with the kid a little bit, the last couple of weeks down there promoting, man, he's a he's a great kid and, and he hits fairly hard. Uh, I think uh, he's going to bring a whole different set of problems to to the kids already fought. So I got to go with my boy Eli, hundred percent.
1: All right, Mark Laws gets us started with Eli Blaylock as his pick, Jeff Hobbs.
0: Yeah, I think uh, like you said, uh, being a Blaylock, being in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, I, I don't think Eli or I mean, uh You know he's going to will himself to, to a win here. There's no way he's going to lose in Chattanooga with his dad in his corner. So I'm Blaylock.
1: All right, that's two picks now for Eli Blaylock, and we'll round it out with Greg Hopkins.
5: I spoke with Paul Teague uh, a few weeks back about Noah, and he said that Noah is an absolute little monster, and uh, he's real stable and sturdy. And he's got like kind of a just a not like a brother stance, but more of like a a short based, dirty boxer kind of deal. When he just keeps like a level base, like kind of like a like a wrestling stance, but uh, he throws hard, hard and heavy rights. So uh, Eli's gonna ha- Eli's. Uh, I've, I mean, I've I've seen Eli my whole life. I'm from from the Chattanooga area, so I've got to you know see Eli grow up from a ba- baby dude growing up to a little young man right now, and he You know, I've seen him going to Hooters as a little kid. I've seen him going to Applebee's, I've seen him around, you know, been in the gym with him there. And if he, if he's not working out or training, you know, he's, he's there with his dad. So he's over there on his cell phone hanging out. You know, that's what he's done. Like you said, he grew up around the sport. So, and, uh, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, I did not know this kid was weighing a hundred pounds because, uh, he's a very, very large 100 pound kid. I'll tell you that. Uh, and his picture here looks very deceptive because he looks small, but, um, He's a very big Big kid for 100 pounds I gotta go with Blaylock On this one The size advantage there He's got experience uh, You know In the closet there That he's been Wanting to let go of So Like you said Exciting fight there But uh Let's uh Let's uh Let's go with Eli All
1: right. So it's clean sweep Uh There for Eli Blaylock And if uh Mr. Noah proves us wrong. We're going to have probably our youngest uh, guest interview on the I, Power I
0: Hour ever. I was going to so say
1: that, yeah. We're going to have to keep our uh, our language uh, proper, if that's the case. Uh, moving on to our final preliminary bout, it's going to be uh, tie rules. Uh, these are going to be uh, advanced tie rules. Uh, they will not be wearing headgear. They will be using elbow pads. And this is going to be a welterweight bout, and it's going to be Corey Farmer who was originally supposed to fight on the last card. He was supposed to fight Thomas Fowler. He, uh, but Fowler wasn't able to get his medicals in time, so he, his fight fell out at the last minute. So he was, you know, urgent to book another one. Uh, Corey is 0-3 in MMA, but this will be his debut uh, in Thai kickboxing. He comes out of Wombat Boxing in Howell, Michigan. Long trip down the road to Saudi for uh, Mr. Farmer. He'll be taking on the debuting Eric Jones out of the American killer bees in Cleveland, Tennessee. This will be the first combat experience at all for Eric Jones. He, uh, you know, he trains over there with some good guys, though. He is a Chattanooga police. I'm sorry, Cleveland, uh, police officer there. And so, uh, you know, David Robbins is who he trains under. This will be the first of a few entrants on the night for the American killer bees. Jeff Hobbs will lead us off.
0: I am going to have to go towards the killer bee on this one, uh, yeah, um, I can't even think of his name. Eric Jones. Eric Jones. Eric Jones is my man. There's, Eric, Jones my boy, is. Eric Jones. I that's just the selection
1: his name. <laughs> for uh, for Jeff Hobbs. He starts us off with Eric Jones. Let's go to Greg.
5: Yeah, Eric Jones. I've uh, got to spar with him a couple times. Uh, he's uh, He's He's green he's green but he hits hard and uh if you get within his range uh like if you can get within the range you get in the pocket he's gonna light you up uh cory farmer i'm actually really excited to see him and uh you know last last few people we've had come down from the northern you know the northern areas uh showed out you know a pigeon Forge, you know and then you know we've had a few of them come down since then uh but um i'm really excited to see Corey farmer step into the cage especially 170 against one of the one of the cops had a killer bees. Uh David Robbins wouldn't put Eric Jones in there if he wasn't ready, so uh, I'm going to go Eric Jones on this one. Eric Jones, too, on this one.
1: Okay, so it is a clean sweep there for Eric Jones. So that's two clean sweeps in a row, and that brings us on to bout number four, and this is going to uh, switch gears a little bit. Let's get into some MMA. We're about to have a uh, a parade of North Georgia high stand um, uh, debutants if you will. Uh, the first fight uh, in our MMA card is going to be at featherweight, 145 pounds. It's going to be Leonardo Lechuga making his debut out of North Georgia High Stand in Dalton, Georgia. And this is the son of head coach Nalo Lechuga, uh, he's got some high school wrestling. From what I gather, going to be more of a grappler, uh, most likely coming out of the high stand. Not saying that they do not have uh, striking skills, but I believe uh, you know this guy's pegged as a wrestler early. He'll be taking on the debuting independent Chris Weathers, and uh, he is out of Fort Payne, Alabama. Uh, I believe he trained some of those guys at Black Lion, like Chad Finnerty and those guys, but I don't think he's with them officially uh he is o and what i have written down that it is, de- it is his debut and that is incorrect he is o and one he uh he lost his debut on an alabama show uh last year i think he i think he lost like by, by ko and, or, no 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 I'm, I'm i'm all kinds of jacked up here i'm so sorry
4: yeah, i think you're thinking uh, of christopher barnes, I'm
1: thinking of yeah. chris barnes i've got two chrises both independents from alabama this is chris weathers and he is indeed a debut so strike that he this is his first fight and he took this fight on very short notice. Originally, this fight was supposed to be uh, Lechuga versus someone else that pulled, but uh, it is Chris Weathers stepping in. He's a friend of Logan Neal. That's who who brought him to us. Looks like he's a he's put together. Looks like he's a he's in shape. Uh, Logan says he's going to be a you know a brawler. And, uh, doesn't have a lot of ground skills, but uh, he's uh, he's aggressive and athletic and strong. And so uh, you know his two debuting guys. You've got a guy you know out of a, a good. Ground grappling gym against, uh, you know, a, a stout, uh, brawler type here in Chris Weathers. And we're going to start things off with Greg.
5: All righty. Uh, Leonardo, man, I have not got to, uh, got to roll with him at all yet, but, uh, you know, I have rolled with his pops and, um, I will say, I'm sure the apple doesn't fall far from his tree and, you know, Nacho, he's no slouch. Uh, I'm sure his son ain't, ain't, ain't soft either. So, uh, uh, I don't, know what to expect from this cat. I don't know if he's going to come out, you know, swinging for the fences because I don't know if he wants to take it to the ground. I mean, obviously from the sounds of it, he's a wrestler and a a judicial guy. And, you know, I've rolled with his dad. That's good. So, I mean, I'm sure he's rolled with him his whole life. So if the fight were to go to the ground, I would have to go with Leonardo. But on the other side, you got Chris Weathers. I have not met Chris Weathers. I have not heard much about Chris Weathers other than the fact that he's a brawler, and he's coming. He's coming to take your head off. So, if Chris Weathers wants to stand a chance in this fight, he's obviously going to, have to stay away from the ground game. But I don't know how much Chris Weathers has been trained due to the fact that he's an independent. And he's from Fort Payne, Alabama, and I don't have any connection with him. So, I don't – other than Logan Neal has told me that uh, he he's capable of knocking, uh, you know, Lucha out. He, he's capable. So, uh, but if he doesn't uh, – this is my opinion now. If he doesn't, he, he could possibly get submitted – uh, guillotine choke, you know something something real simple due to the fact that uh, Chris is uh, is real green, and I think that uh, I think that we could be uh, surprised, but I'm gonna have to go with Leonardo here.
1: Okay, so Greg starts us off with Lechuga as his pick. Uh, Mark Laws, uh, you're gonna be next, of course. Uh, Greg uh, mentioning the the father of uh, Leonardo Luchuga, uh, Nacho, <laughs> Nacho Luchuga. <laughs>
7: Yeah, I heard that. Craig, I'm not sure that's politically correct or any type of thing, even remotely close. But we <laughs> are
1: sure. yeah. Some lines you supposed to or what?
7: So, man, this is a pick and pot for me. It's um, one side of me is adamant about not using one, and the other side is uh, real arbitrary. So, <laughs> 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 Who did Greg pick?
1: Greg pick uh, Latuga. I'll take the other kid. All right, so Mark uh, pivots off here and goes with Chris Weathers, and so it makes it one-to-one going to Jeff
0: Hobbs. Yeah, uh, I'm going to have to keep with my philosophy of independent fighters here, so I'm going with Lechuga as well.
1: All right, Jeff Hobbs makes it two-to-one for uh, Leonardo Lechuga uh, over Chris Weathers. There's an opportunity for Mark to get one back. We'll see how it plays out. Moving on to our next battle
5: here. Yes. Hey, did we go over the standings, by the way, before we get to the point at it? I didn't know if we went over that, did we?
1: Yeah, it was hey. the first thing I did. I, you're 30-8. and oh, eight. I apologize. You got a, you've, you've got a three-point lead over Mark. Yeah. Okay, good. i was making
5: <laughs> sure everybody knew what the hell was going on before we got it going for real because I'm about, to, I'm about to tally up in this Saudi card. I just had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's the first play that Mark has
1: made opposite. So, that'll be the first one to potentially,
6: to potentially
1: be, you know, a, a different one. Um, Let's we'll see. So, we'll move on to the next one. We've got MMA once again. Uh, these MMA contests, these amateur bouts, are three three-minute rounds. So, we've got another featherweight bout up next and another couple debuts. It is the debuting Nabil Khan out of North Georgia High Stand, Dalton, Georgia, once again, trained by Nawa Luchuga. Uh, not a lot known about Mr. Khan. I, uh, from what uh, Nalo says, he is uh, hes strong. Uh, you know, he, he's hes a physical guy. Uh, still green. He'll be taking on Jalen Harper out of the American Killer Bees. Another debut in MMA, but he is 1-0, and I believe, in uh, in Muay Thai. So he has been out there and done a Thai fight. This will be his first MMA fight. Uh, again, trains under David Robbins at American Killer Bees. Uh, not exactly sure what he brings as far as a ground game goes, so um, I do think we've got another kind of striker versus grappler situation here. If Con uh, plays out like most of the high stand guys do, as far as being grappling heavy, uh, Jalen, I think most likely is going to be a, a striker. We'll see how it plays out. Uh, up first is going to be Mark. Yeah, I'm going to take Jalen on this one. Okay, so American Killer Bees is the play for Mark Laws, and uh, he goes with Jalen Harper, and that will bring us up next to Jeff Hobbs uh, with a pick.
0: Yeah, um, this was my first one I had to actually sit and think about for a little while. i got two good gems going right here. Normally, um, in cases like this, I would jump right on the uh, Killer Bees, but, you know, uh, High stands a good gem, too. And so this the first one I had to really think about. Uh, you know, I had Harper, but listening to you talk, I don't know if I've let you talk me out of it. Um, just thinking about Khan's uh, ground game now. Uh, but I, I'm sure David is – I mean, still, I can't think that David's, you know, got a guy in here that's, you know, not training on the ground. Uh, you know, as good as David is on the ground. So, I'm going to stick with my pick, and I'm going to stay with Harper. All right,
1: that makes it two to nothing for Jalen Harper, and we can take it to Greg for the final pick on this one. Hmm,
5: I've got to roll with Con before, and I've got to roll with Harper before. Uh, and Con's ground game on a, on a, uh, is on a—it's uh, not a head and shoulders kind of level above Harper's, but he is—he is much better on the ground than Harper is standing up. I never got to—I got to box with Con but uh he he seemed to me to be uh, pictured more as a, uh I want to test my jujitsu and see how it really will stand against a, a, you know a man in a fight you know that kind of deal so i don't know his stand up game and i know that jalen harper's got some real crisp uh, shots for a young one and uh i mean i'm actually excited uh he's making his debut here but this one is is a toss up but Due to the fact that I've I've rolled with Jalen, so he's got he's got an okay game. He's got he's still green on the ground, but his his his, his stand-up game trumps con. Uh, con so I've got to go with Harper on this. That's what I'm gonna have to go with is uh, Jalen Harper.
1: Clean sweep for Jalen Harper here. A little trepidation on Greg's part. I think we've got a close fight, uh, no matter what bringing us into to our next bout uh we'll give uh highest end guys a break for like one fight it's going to be uh the fight i thought we were talking about earlier another featherweight bout three straight featherweight bouts another 145 pound bout this one we'll see bradley breakfield taking a, a quick turnaround he took this fight this week uh he is coming off of a win at the last valor card with a, a decision win over the seagoat anthony cochran he was 0 one coming into that so he evened up his record he's one of one Fighting out of No Mercy MMA in Union, South Carolina, the Goon Squad uh, was was much better on the ground than what I anticipated. Honestly, you know he, he's not just stellar, but he was very um, you know opportunistic. He, he found himself in some some bad spots that he stayed very composed in, much more composed than what most 0-1 amateurs would be, and uh, and really just uh, had a great performance beating a much more experienced Anthony Cochran. So I was very impressed with Bradley Breakfield. He'll be taking on Christopher Barnes, who is 0-1 independent out of Scottsboro, Alabama. I believe he has done some training with the Black Lion Group. But he'll be independent for this one uh he is 0 one he lost his first fight uh last year with the afc in alabama and i, I want to say greg told me he got knocked out in that one so uh, this one is just a big old shuffle man originally it was supposed to be um it was supposed to be like a whole other fight that even brought christopher barnes into the picture here because uh we, we had justin hurd versus uh Devontae Davis. Uh we Davis's teammate was Mike Gallatello who was on the pro card. And so uh when his fight fell out, we uh made a change to Christopher Barnes versus Justin Hurd. and Justin Hurd went off the grid, and so we didn't want to just leave Barnes hanging, so Brakefield did now, and that's how the world turns in this game. And uh we'll start things off, it looks like, this time with Jeff Hobbs.
0: Um let's see here. Um well, we got an independent again, so um, no disrespect to the independents out there, but I guess it probably is disrespectful, but fuck it. Um, <laughs> I'm, going, uh, I'm going with Bradley. I'm going with Brakefield. All
1: right. Uh, Jeff Hobbs goes to Bradley Brakefield. That's two Goon Squad guys Jeff picked tonight. Uh, we'll go next to Greg. Uh, I'm going I'm to make this short
5: and sweet because I'm very, 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 very disappointed in Justin Heard. For falling off the grid on this, uh, I'm, I'm fucking I'm real mad about that whole situation. <laughs> but so I'm gonna make this real short and sweet. Thank you, Christopher Barnes, for stepping up to to fight Justin Hurd, and uh, thank you, Bradley Breakfield, for stepping up to fight Christopher Barnes. And uh but with that being said, Bradley Breakfield really impressed me last time, and he is a very large 145 pounder. Uh, I think that this fight will be a lot different, and yeah, he did. He got a uh, he got TKO by Emery Norris at the AFC one last last July, I think it was, and that was actually uh, no a uh, Yeah, no, 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 no. There's no they don't hang your head about that loss because uh, he was. I mean, for the, the amount of time that he went in, he was he was game, and he was coming out, and he was he was head hunting, he was throwing for the fences, and. uh I think it's a, he's I think that, that 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 was a real deceptive loss on his part. He just got tagged and that happens to the best of us and it's a learning experience. And uh with that being said, this is gonna be a lot better fight than uh than a two. So and I'm ahead by three right now. Yes. I'm gonna also go with Bradley Brakefield.
1: <laughs> All right. Bradley Brakefield, that makes it two to nothing going to Mark for the final pick on this. I'm going with Brakefield. Absolutely. Yeah. Mark agrees with the rest of the panel and goes Bradley Brakefield at the same sweep. And that brings us to our next bout. And uh, we are uh, welterweights for this one 170 pounds. And it will be two more debuts. We've got the debuting Jordan Lewis out of North Georgia high Stand, Dalton, Georgia. Trained by Nala Luchuga, the brother of uh, David Lightning Lewis. This is the younger Lewis brother. There's three Lewis brothers, Josh Lewis, uh, David Lewis, and now this is the young Nick Lewis, but the biggest of them, Jordan Lewis. This is his MMA debut, a, a decorated high school wrestler. Uh, has had three tie fights, hasn't won any of them. He hasn't fought for us. He's fought, I think, a lot on those UKS shows, but he's 0-3 in tie, so this will be his first MMA fight, but he's gotten some cage time in there who will be taking on the, uh, the fellow debutante in Tyler, I'm going to call it Melee, although it could be Melee. It's M-E-L-E. <laughs> he is out of uh, Ascension MMA in Atlanta, Georgia, teammate of Harrison Aiken, who brought him to this dance. So he's going to be trained by the Asunca's, uh, Junior Asunca, Rafael Asunca, those guys. Uh, they're a, a very good team down there. He is a green belt in jiu-jitsu. So he's uh, better than a white belt, but not quite a blue belt. So uh, it's interesting. These are two athletic kids. They both look like they're put together. Both uh, going to go out there and look for a win. I'm excited for this fight. We'll start things off with uh, Greg.
5: I don't know anything about Tyler. And I'm, I'm not muted, him. I'm good, right? No, you're good. But uh, Ascension MMA and Harrison Aiken. That uh, uh, well, we obviously I know Harrison comes from wrestling background, and I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Tyler yet, but I do know. Uh, Jordan Lewis comes from a wrestling background over at Northwest Whitlow High School in Dalton, Georgia, and I remember watching it, all them boys wrestle in high school. And you want to talk about some raw bone uh, North Georgia boys? Uh, there's your there's your career right there, and uh, they got something you can't teach. And I got to go with uh, I got to go with one of the Lewis brothers right here.
1: You're going with the little Lewis? Well, you're going with the younger Lewis. He's not the littlest. He's the he's biggest, but he's the youngest.
5: Well, I think he's got some experience in life that a lot of people won't get to experience. So I'm
7: gonna to have to go with Jordan Lewis here.
1: Okay, Joe. Greg starts us off with Jordan Lewis. Mark
7: Laws, you're up next. Man, to justify my opinion, can you imagine what a fucking nightmare it is to be the youngest Lewis brother? Think about I'm not that. Sure. sure, that's
1: just hard times.
7: Think about how many arm bars unconscious. God damn! Yeah, right. so, Jordan Lewis. Lewis
1: right. You want Jordan Lewis, Mark? Yes, sir. All right. Mark. still just one difference so far on uh, Greg. see if he makes his move here in the latter half of the card. Hobbs, uh, you're up next. Uh, it's going to be Jordan Lewis or Tyler Mealy. Melee, maybe. And, uh, I guess I ain't going to make up
0: any room on this card like I thought. So, uh, I got Lewis as well.
1: All three go for Jordan Lewis. It's clean sweep here for the North Georgia high stand debut. I think it's going to be a good fight um up next here uh, we have got uh, yet another high stand debut this is going to be our last kind of like amateur green guys fight uh it's going to be a lightweight bout, 155 pounds daniel gonzalez making his debut out of north georgia high stand dalton georgia under Nala lechuga Nala says this kid's got some wrestling he, he wrestled on the same team as his son leonardo lechuga but not as decorated as as his son. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what else to expect from Mr. Gonzalez. So uh, it looks like he's in shape, you know? He'll be taking on a guy we've seen a lot here lately, The Honey Badger. Brandon McGee, one of one out of Gamma, Greenville, Tennessee, making yet another quick turnaround. he He, he lost to Dan Bailey from KMAA a few months ago by uh, by choke. And then he made a real quick turnaround and came in last month and got Skylar Marshall out of there fast. So, you know, he's one and one, but, you know, he's he's fought both of those fights here in the last like three months combined. So, uh, props to him for wanting to stay at it. And and he is, uh, he's put together, he's a, he's a, he's a jacked up kid. He's strong. He's aggressive. He hits hard. Uh, he has shown uh, susceptibility to being submitted as he lost in his first fight by submission, the high stand guys uh, submission artists, you know, uh, that said, McGee's also probably not gonna be real easy to take down and is and is gonna hit hard uh while Gonzalez is attempting to do so. So uh, another fight that is really hard to call uh on my end. I'm start it off with Mark.
7: This is non sequitur for me, man. It's uh it's Brandon McGee all day. I was holding pads from yesterday and I've never seen a
1: hundred and forty five
7: hit <laughs> that hard in my whole life.
1: Hundred percent on my teammate. So, Brandon McGee is the uh, choice for Mark Laws, going with out-of-town or against the hometown. Jeff Hobbs.
0: Uh, Yeah, I really liked what I saw from McGee last time, so I'm going with McGee as well.
1: All right, Jeff Hobbs goes with McGee. Greg, you are up last. It's 2 to nothing. McGee. Is it going to be a clean sweep, or is Greg going with a homer? I'm going I'm to bring
5: out the broom here and go with Brandon McGee. I like I like that. Oh. I'm basing this whole pick off of how he fought that last time. He came out. He was focused. I think. I think he runs that same thing. Daniel Gonzalez. I don't. I don't know anything about him right now. I'm not even sure if I ever got to roll him. If I did, it had been a long time ago. So uh, and he. He was younger. So I don't. Other than that, I don't know anything about Daniel at all. So I've got to go with Brandon.
1: Clean sweep, Brandon McGee. This is a card. I'm surprised we're getting so many clean sweeps on because there's some, I mean, I well, think there's a good chance that you guys are potentially you know, clean sweeping wrong even on a few of these. So we'll see. We'll, uh, who kn- I'm not, oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying they're super close.
5: Yeah, this is, I was I was about to mention it. I meant to mention it. These every, just nearly damn every, fight on this card like i mean i'll go back to the jalen harper and the con uh Nebo fight that that one is one that was iffy on uh eli blaylock his his first fight. i mean that was going to be crazy brayfield and uh christopher Barnes. somebody's getting knocked out in that fight i guarantee you like there's some uh jordan lewis he's he's gonna go for broke he's gonna either go in or out like i don't know every fight's gonna it's, there's gonna be fireworks every damn fight this is this is a damn good card
1: Moving on to our uh, more advanced amateur portion of the card now this is this is solid man these these next six fights uh, to round out the amateurs uh you know they could they could lead a card uh we've got a catch weight here one hundred and sixty pounds this is gonna be violent Logan Crowley two and two he's an independent coming out of Oneida, Tennessee, not your typical independent uh logan is a a mean ginger they used to have one of the best mullets I've ever seen, but he cut it. Oh man. But uh, yeah, Logan's got some good wins. You know, he's, he's got a win over Julius Bowling. He, uh, he's also uh, got a big knockout over Cody Sprague. Uh, he, when he has stepped up in competition, he has faltered uh, again, but against tough guys, you know, Caleb Miller, uh, that, uh, you know, that's a guy that uh, that's pro now and never lost as an amateur, but he went all the rounds with Caleb, just uh, struggled to stay off of his back. He's a very aggressive hitter, though. Uh, he's taking on another aggressive hitter, Carter Beekman, 2-1, and one, formerly an independent, but now training with Blaylock's IMB, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Cordova, uh, this will be a second fight with him. Last time out, he, he had a violent, vicious knockout over uh, the ultimate adjudicator, Darren Hastings, uh, real, real quick one. And and, I mean, this guy's a hitter. Uh, He's got enough wrestling to kind of keep it where he wants it, you know, but for the most part, it's looked like he's wanted to brawl. So if these guys brawl, this has of the night written all over it. This is, I don't see it going to a decision. I see somebody getting knocked out. I see somebody getting knocked out violently, and I wouldn't go to the bathroom during this one at all. Let's start it off with Jeff Hobbs
0: yeah man uh I am going Beekman on this one baby uh I'm excited about this one man I'm like you this is gonna be um this is gonna be one of those that's worth the price of admission uh I'm going Beekman.
1: All right, Jeff Hobbs goes with Carter Beekman to keep his hot streak rolling and getting to three and one. Uh, this fight at 160 pounds, by the way, and Beekman's kind of working his way down, you know, to, for, to 155. And uh, Logan has made 55 a couple times, but it's not a fun cut for him. He, he's a big 55. Uh, Greg, you're up next
5: uh Logan Crowley and they and Carter Beekman Carter Beekman's my boy man I, I i really like Carter, and I'm telling you right now Carter's one of the ones that bopped down on that mouthpiece and uh and he's coming and he's 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 looking to eat his shots he's going to eat what you got got, got to give but I'm telling you right now, even in his only loss against Emory Nord, you know now which as a teammate, I don't think Emory hits as hard as Logan crowley uh so i uh, I mean like you said, this is going to be a violent fight. I see it going one way and only one way. It's either either Logan gets the KO from standing or uh, Carter takes him down and ground and pounds him. And that's what I see happening here is Carter Beatman uh, really just uh, overpowering Logan here. And, uh, you know, like you said, he likes to stand and brawl, but he's got some boxing background. But like you said, he's got just enough. That's a really good way to put it. He's got just enough wrestling to keep the spot where he wants it in his base where he wants it and so I think he gets him up against the cage and just uh has a heyday on him right there and writes an essay on uh on, on on how to uh on how to how to ground and pound out an opponent
1: Carter Beekman the choice for Greg Hopkins Mark Laws, you'll bring up the rear on this one man uh this is a tough oh, one dude. you need Eddie a- at ringside for this one.
7: Oh, yeah this is a, this is a must see <laughs> of this one, that you know, Logan Crowley gets hard as shit, man. If he's been in the gym, this could be the fight fight of the year, even. But if he ain't been in the gym, Carter Bigman's going to probably bloody him up and then take him down relentlessly. Yeah, I like Carter Bigman's second and third efforts. You know, he's he's not kind of in there to just do one or two things. He, you know, what he did against Darren Hastings is one thing. But, man, he's a uh, – I don't know. So, I'm thinking Bigman.
1: All right. So, it's going to be uh, Carter Beekman, the clean sweep here of Logan Crowley. Man, I'm telling you, somebody – some like, this is going to either be a fight of the night or the knockout of the night. Like, somebody will probably get some hardware. I'm guessing on this one uh, some way or another. Uh, this is one you don't want to miss. And, uh, and again, it's another fight where, you know, Beatman's the clean sweep, but, like, no one's going to be shocked, you know, if, if these guys are trading out there and, and Logan, you know, gets him too. So, I mean, it's going to be really, really good. Uh, let's see. Moving on, we've got our next bout, and that one is going to be a. Uh, let's see, it is uh, a title fight. Yeah, okay. It's our last, uh, our last tie fight of the night. It is a title fight, and I think this is going to be the first VFC. Muay Thai champion we're crowning here. It's uh, 135 pounds, so it's a vacant title. We're going to see two undefeated fighters go at it. Jake Phillips, 4-0 with three knockouts coming out of North Georgia Highstand. This will be their uh, second-to-last entrant on the night, but uh, they've got people in both of the title fights. Uh, Jake Phillips uh, has just done nothing but win. You know, We've seen him several times out there, and uh, he's getting wins by finish. He's going out there, and he's knocking guys out, 75% KO uh, ratio. Taking on Devin Garten, who is uh, only 1-0 out of American Killer Beast, Cleveland, Tennessee. had a hard time getting anybody to stay in to fight this guy. He is uh, apparently uh, a real badass. He didn't get his one win on our card. It was on a a UKS card, but he he beat a UKS guy. Um, And David is very, uh, very high on him. And they are, you know, they're very familiar with who Jake Phillips is. They know he's got a big record. He's been knocking motherfuckers out. And they are confident that Devin Garden is still going to go in here and win this strap. So, man, I'm really pumped for this one. It's another fight that we may not get a finish, but I think we get three solid rounds of action no matter what. Uh, and it looks like we'll start with Greg.
5: Oh, yay, I get to do this. I've never got to – I've never got to spar with Jake Fuss, but I've got to watch him spar and uh, and I've got to watch him fight personally live. And uh, uh, three KOs against uh, Devin Garden. Dude, this this is title worthy. In case uh, in case anybody was wondering, this is title worthy because I've got to spar with Devin Garten. And Devin Garten is one of the uh one of the crispest uh, you know, kind of boxers I've got to I've got to i got to play around with, man, that got to spar with. And uh he I'm I'm pretty high on Devin Garten too, but this is also uh like I said, this is uh this is title worthy because Jay Phillips uh he ain't no hope. Jake Phillips nope. is a tough kid, dude. <laughs> he's tough, man. I mean, he's he's KO three guys. I mean, he's put I think did he not put two of them to sleep? I know he put one to sleep, didn't he?
3: Um, it was
1: pretty uh it was yeah, pretty good. I, uh, I know that he definitely um well he he put Nick Ferguson to sleep. Uh, Frank T didn't really go to sleep, but like Frank T is a very like aggressive, tough guy and he had him he, really, got tired. he completely wilted, you know.
5: Yeah, he went under, but no, who, did he not know? Who was it? That, uh, uh, who else did he knock out? Um, I mean, the other one, hey, the no.
1: other KO was a Shield Systems guy. It was a body shot in the second round. I think it was a body shot, put him down to the count.
5: Well, anyways, back back to it. Jake Phillips, he's also crisp. And here's the thing: is he's gonna he's gonna be going he's gonna be going hard the whole time. Like he's gonna be he's gonna be going hard, and Devin Gardner's gonna be going hard. And we were talking about Carter Bateman's fight with, with with Logan Crowley and everything, so. Uh, you're moving on from a, a killer ass fight to one where you're going to see, you may not see a bunch of haymakers being thrown or a bunch of like, you know, shot, you know, you're going to any shots or nothing, but you'll see some trips and stuff. You'll see, uh, you might see some throws. You'll see, you'll see some clinch work. And uh, guess what? You're going to see some real crisp kicks, real kick, crisp punches. It's going to be uh, more like a professional fight here standing up. And uh, God, this is a, I'm still trying to. I'm trying. I'm on the fence here because both of these guys are fucking tough.
1: Damn, man. This is the one where your your opposition pretty much have to pivot on you no matter what. Shit, man. Devin Garden's been trying to fight for three months. He wants this son
5: of a bitch bad. He wants it. I think he's got some motive. I think he's got some fire. I think he he wants it. Like I got to go with Devin Garden. I got Devin. Greg Hopkins goes
1: with Devin Garden and Mark. You're
7: up. I said after Jake Phillips' last fight, I would never bet against that motherfucker oh. again, dude. That kid is born again fucking hard, and it's against Greg. Book it.
1: Jake Phillips, the play for Mark. Here's a possible uh, separation. This is the second one of the night so far Mark's gone for. And, Jeff, you're up.
0: Yeah, I wasn't sure who I was going to pick in this one until I found out that Jake Phillips is not a ho. Um, so I'm going <laughs> with Jake You're Phillips. I am now that I have confirmed that Phillips is not a hoe. I'm picking Jake Phillips.
1: All right, that's two for Jeff Hobbs Jake Phillips and Mark, and so that'll be uh, it'll be one for Greg on Devin Garden This will be one where we could see a shift, and I'm pumped for this one. This is uh, I mean, I keep saying this like man, like the last five or six vibes I'm just like, ah, I don't want to miss this. it's it's it's, it's exciting. Uh, the, How many breaks uh, are we
4: gonna have? And these like.
1: Uh, break looks break like we'll run segment. we'll run the three like lesser kickboxing bouts. We'll take a brief break. We'll run the five like entry level amateur fights, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll run the six uh, advanced amateur fights, and then we'll break. Hey, the
7: hey, on! Break hey, uh, hey, commentary guy. Nations yeah. are bro, okay. mind your Because I want to yeah. watch these fights too. I'm sorry. Can I not
1: You're watch commentating, you
7: retard. You got to be the brawler. So
1: now God. he's fighting. Yeah, I know, but still.
7: bitch. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
1: We're gonna talk about that here in a minute. All
7: right. All right. So this
1: next one, uh, and I keep saying this, but there's the, another fucking good one. Uh, featherweight, 145 pounds. We have got uh, the one and zero. Alex is Jeff. Is it per grand or is it per grande? Or per grand. Yeah,
0: no, I'm gonna to have to verify this uh, pronunciation before Saturday night. If,
1: if anybody needs to n- to nail this, it's you.
0: Yeah, I just call him my crazy Russian.
1: Crazy Russian, Alex. I'm gonna I'm gonna just make it sound grand and say per grand, even though. And I apologize, Alex, if I'm butchering it. I, I'll apologize in advance. Just make sure Jeff knows how to say it. But he's a, he is a uh, he's a teen phenom. You know, his 18 year old kid out of national MMA uh, by way of Russia, one and zero, won his first fight in a very um, impressive fashion. And this is a guy that's been hard to match. Well, I guys don't want to fight this guy. You know, uh, he's he's got a his his reputation precedes him, if you will, and uh, he is going to be coming in to fight a guy that has been. I mean, if there's anybody that I've thrown in there against the tough, you know, he's another guy that you know his record isn't shiny, but like he's fought only tough motherfuckers. Andrew Sturdivant. Blaylock's IMB Chattanooga, Tennessee three and three uh, coming off of a loss to Silas Reynolds in a very, very good fight. Uh, I mean, he, it was so close and, uh, and Andrew has been in there with, uh, like I said, with, with very, very good competition. So, uh, it is uh, a great fight. You know, I think it's going to be a, uh, a, a step up uh, for uh, our Russian uh, friend, Alex, uh, you know, and uh, for Andrew Sturdivant. It's, you know, he's been in there with these with these guys already. So I don't think he's going to be starstruck or by the moment or anything. So it's going to be an action fight, another really hard one to call. And uh, we'll see. I guess we'll start with GF. Alex, right, all right. Jeff uh, No story.
0: discussion. No. no discussion. The Russian. All
1: right. Jeff Hobbs goes with Alexi uh per grand as it as it stands for now. We'll see how that shakes out here in a couple of days. Greg, you're up.
5: I've had to train with Andrew before and uh you know, Jeff, you know, he always talks about how Andrew's like a one, uh, he he hasn't been able to stack two two wins in a row yet, right? Um He's explosive, uh, uh, but he's still green on the ground. But I know he's learning, and I know he's picking up on a lot. And I know that the last time I talked to Andrew, I, I picked him, and I think he, I
1: think he lost. And he told me to pick against him every time. So I'm also going to go with Alex here. Oh wow! So Greg goes with Alex as well. Mark, is it going to be a clean sweep? Man, it's a chicken shit move,
7: Greg. I think I speak for me and
1: all the listeners. That's a fucking chicken shit move, you cocksucker.
7: <laughs> okay, you're a funny guy, man. I'm. I, I'm not even. I don't. I can't see you no more. All right, listen. What is wrong with I mean, what, did, what did
4: I do? What did I do? What What did I do? Mark it's, doesn't it's, like
1: his his ability to get separation here tonight. I think.
7: And because Greg because Greg's being an arbitrary bitch about it. I get it, man. I get it. It, but this time, you better buy some drinks with the money you win. If you're going to be this close to a deuce, pay, you better buy some fucking drinks this time. Man, uh, I'm going, I'm uh, going to the uh, in as well. I, I, I feel like uh, <laughs> that guy has a nightmare and a black cloud over his head, and he's coming to bring it, man.
1: Uh,
7: I hear bad things about that
1: guy. All right. It's a clean sweep for uh, Alexi Pergrande. Pergrande. Oh, man. I hate that. I don't know how to say it. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, the, the, we'll see oh, if the hype right. uh, reigns true. He's he's very certainly one of the most talked about amateur fighters uh, in a moment, and in one of the the more du- guy that a lot of guys are ducking. So uh, you know, I, I'm props to Andrew for not giving a fuck essentially, and saying, yeah, I'll fucking fight him. So and
7: uh, Jennifer, yeah.
3: can I add something? Can I What's add that?
7: something here? Yeah, can I add something here. I've been in Chattanooga promoting for a couple of weeks. I've been to every MMA. Karate, just <laughs> Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, dojo. There is. You know me. what I haven't seen? You know what I haven't seen? Andrew Sturdivant. I ain't seen him nowhere. No, nope, n- neither is anybody else. That's why I can't
1: pick him. All right, a little, maybe a little inside info. Uh, Here going into uh, our next bout and this one is going to be uh, another one I'm excited for welterweight bout here. It's going to be Colton Dunn taking on Bubba the Bad News Cruise Colton Dunn three and two independent fighter out of Spring City Uh, young strapping lad very uh, very tough very strong been in there with some good guys, uh, already, you know, he's, uh, his results have been mixed. Uh, when he stepped up, up, he hasn't been able to kind of get over that hump. The guys that he, uh, that he's supposed to beat, he's gotten them out of there impressively. So uh you know, good, uh good looking young guy and uh, a lot of a lot of potential in Colton Dunn. Uh he'll take on Bubba the Bad News Crew, seven and two out of the American Killer Bees, Cleveland, Tennessee. Bubba is uh, coming off of a very quick win over the Blue Angel, Drew Chorthus just about a month back, month and a half back. Uh didn't get a whole lot of A lot of cage times, 12, 13 second win, knocked the rust off as far as like walking out there and kind of going through the process, I think, because he'd been out for uh, a year or longer. So uh, now, uh, uh, you know, ramping it up here against Colton Dunn, Uh, props Colton Dunn for, you know, stepping up to the challenge here. Bubba Cruz getting ready to turn pro. Uh, After this fight, you know, uh, he's booked in Nashville uh, here in about a month uh, to take on the fellow debuting Kyle Lee. So uh, Bubba Cruz had gotten into a bit of a a lull, if you will, will, where he wasn't able to stay as active, had a couple of years where he was just very uh, stagnant as far as fighting goes. But something has changed and he's able to devote a lot more time to this. He's looking to kind of jump back in head first. So uh, we'll start it off with Greg.
5: Oh, it's on me first. Okay, well, uh, oh, I see. I, I like Colton Dunn, man. Colton Dunn's gritty. Uh, three and two, he's uh, he, he's he's one of those killer be killed kind of guys. He ain't afraid to get bloody. He ain't afraid to get busted up. And uh, he ain't afraid to do no busting either. But he's up against bad news, Bubba Cruz, this time. And uh, Bubba Cruz, I know for a fact, has been training uh, – Seriously, for this fight, not only for this fight, I know that he's uh, looking looking more for the future too, and he's wanting to make that make that jump uh, eventually. And hopefully, we could talk to him about that one day on the on the on the, on the podcast. But uh, this one right here is another one that the toss up uh, could go either way. You can see another violent knockout via a Dunn or Cruz here, but uh, I'm gonna have to go with the bad news, Bubba Cruz, on this one. Only because he's been training up there with David and them, and he's been you know coming in and out. I've seen I've seen him working, and I hadn't uh, I hadn't seen Colton posting anything or you know kept in touch with. I've, I've tried to reach out to him, and talk to him, and I just
1: so I don't know. I, I've got to go with Cruz on here. All right, Greg starts us off with Bubba cruise. Mark,
7: man, just because Colton doesn't answer your fucking retarded messages, don't mean you don't like to fight, man. Get out of here. Yeah, but <laughs> man. I can't. I can't never choose against Bubba Cruz, man. That guy's a. He's a. He's an A one level stud, and I. I feel like Colton's going to come up a little bit short on him. I don't know how Bubba gets him out of there, but but Bubba gets it done. All
1: right, Bubba Cruz, the pick for Mark Laws and Jeff Hobbs.
0: another
1: clean sweep. He's going cruise. All right, clean sweep for Bubba Cruz, and that'll move us on to our next one And this one, and I maybe expect to see some split votes we've got a catch-weight battle 160 pounds. we spoke to both of these guys the past uh well we spoke to Logan last week it's going to be uh Logan Neal 6 and 4 uh coming into this bout off of a big win a couple of weeks ago in Alabama with a win over uh Cody Shelton uh, and uh, uh, it was 6 and 1 or better probably I think he's listed as 6 and 1 but I think he's got a bigger record than that he uh that was a big win for him he went into Cody's hometown and got a submission over a, a, guy, a decorated wrestler with the, from a strong BJJ school uh, Logan Neal's on the come up, if you will. He is, uh, I think this is three straight. At one point, he was upside down, three and four, turning around to six and four now. And he's announced this is going to be his last amateur fight, win or lose. He is uh, representing a gogee, a gogee, uh-huh, a goge combatives out of Chattanooga, <laughs> Tennessee. And he'll be taking on a guy we're familiar with, Tanner Poe, two and one out of Blaylock's IMB, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Fort Oglethorpe. Who is uh, making a quick turnaround? Fairly, well, I don't know. Fairly quick turnaround. It's been a few months, but uh, quick for Tanner. Yeah, we talked to Tanner earlier tonight. He's been training for three years, but he's only had three fights. And uh, he's a guy that, uh, as we spoke earlier uh, with him, I mentioned that he is uh, always in action fights, win or lose. Tanner Poe is going to go out there and go for the kill and he, he's coming off of a vicious knockout of Elijah Gilbertson that was a scary knockout really uh, of Elijah Gilbertson Tanner is a long rangy striker scary accuracy and power um, we uh, we've seen him get uh, big finishes over Cody Sprague and, uh, and as well of course in this last one here over Elijah Gilbertson uh, his one loss I believe he ended up getting submitted against a solid purple belt out of Georgia in a very good close back and call fourth fight. So, you know, to me, this is a bit of a style clash. Tanner is, you know, a long rangy, good striker. Logan, uh, you know, has been showing off his grappling chops here a little bit more as of late. Uh, especially uh, with uh, three wins in a row. His win before that was uh, a decision win over uh, Josh, the previously undefeated Josh Miller at the Joe. So, uh, man, it was a really good fight. Uh, Another really good one uh, that would probably be our amateur main event if it wasn't for the next one we're going to talk about. And uh, we'll start off, it looks like, uh, let's see, we're starting with Mark.
7: Well, I'm going to take some personal responsibility on uh, making this fight. I mean, after the fight in Alabama, Logan wasn't sure. He, he, well, I don't know if it's Logan, but someone on the team was not sure if they wanted to take this fight because just for aesthetics. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, he's pitching guys about submission. Tanner Poe, though, however, hits people like they've never been hit before. Um, Logan also swings hard, man. I mean, both these guys are, are tremendous. You know, Logan is really trying to concentrate on Jiu-Jitsu. I love both these gentlemen more than life itself. And it's hard for me to pick one of them, but, uh, there's going to probably be some dissension in this one, but the Lord is telling me <laughs> Tanner. Pope. Oh, the Lord is
1: telling Mark Laws, Tanner. Poe, uh, Jeff Hobbs. <clears throat> well,
0: once again, I was thought I was going to pick one way until the Lord is now talking to us. <laughs> um, You're welcome. I don't know. I don't know how I pick against uh, God. Um, But I am anyway. I'm picking Logan Neal. All right.
1: Jeff Hogs with Logan Neal. And that'll bring it to Greg to split
5: the tie. I was just listening to Jeff's pick. He said, I don't know how I can pick against God. (laughs) And he straight up. And then he goes with Logan Neal. So he just straight up picked. I'm just making sure I heard that correct. Uh. Logan Neal just beat the number one fighter out of Alabama, Cody Shelton. Logan Neal just submitted O'Neill Powell. Logan Neal beat uh, Josh Miller not too long ago. It was beat him on wobbly legs when he got hit. Here's the thing in this fight: Tanner Poe is a headhunter. He's going to come out looking for the knockout, and he's going to he, he throws hard. He hits hard. Logan hasn't fought anybody that hits as hard as Tanner Poe hits in the last four or five fights. And, uh, but Logan Neal doesn't give a shit right now. He's willing to fight anybody and everybody he put in front of him right now. And he's on he's on a warpath. Uh, Tanner Poe also has been fighting like he's got something to prove. Um, all I can say is don't blink in this fight. And, uh, with that being said, if it goes to the ground, I've got to go with Logan Neal. If it goes, if, if, if they want to keep it standing the whole time, you're going to see a kickboxing bout. And uh, that's going to be a survival of the fittest right there in that fight. And I think that uh, Logan's, Logan's a little bit more experienced on the feet and more crisp than uh, Tanner is, and he's going to be able to get out of the way. Tanner poke could catch Logan. I could see that happening too. But with that, all that being said, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with,
1: with Logan Neal. All right. So it's two to one Logan Neal and another uh, a point of separation for Mark. That gives him three. So if he can hit all three of these separate ones, he can catch him here. we still got a few fights to go. Our amateur main event for the Valor Featherweight Championship, 145 pounds, is the champ champ himself, Rambo Joe Long. 6-0, American Killer Bees, Cleveland, Tennessee, trained by David Robbins. And uh, coming off of a win uh, in his last timeout, over, uh, what was he? Is it Silas? This is his last one, I guess. Or was no, it his really. kickboxing? um well, okay. Well, he beat Silas Reynolds for the, for the, uh, for the belt uh, a couple shows back. And then he, he came back and he did kickboxing and he beat Zach Fox, uh, <laughs> after that. So Joe was one of the, one of the top ranked amateurs in, and honestly in the whole southeast i mean he he's probably a top four or five six guy in the whole southeast uh very very uh solid very well rounded uh he's got you know 10 tie wins on top of his six mma wins um i believe he's a blue belt under david robbins if i'm not mistaken but just very well rounded in a very big featherweight and uh i mean you know just you know the, the weight cut is not something he enjoys but if he can continuously make featherweight, then he's going to be a handful. He's going pro too, and, and you know I don't think he's far away from that. I, if you asked him, he'd be he'd go now. It's just uh, a matter of uh, David uh, giving the the say so. That said, he's got a tough one, man. He has got a tough one in front of him. It is uh, Josh Lewis of the Fighting Lewis Brothers uh, in uh, Dalton, Georgia, the North Georgia High Stand. He'll be fighting alongside his younger brother Jordan. Uh, who we talked about earlier. And then uh, David, uh, the other brother, will be fighting in Nashville against Tyler Edwards here in about a month. So uh, the the fight and Lewis brothers staying busy. Josh Lewis is only 1-0 in MMA, but he is 6-0 in tie and is a very decorated wrestler, a wrestling coach down there uh, in Dalton, I believe, or somewhere about. And uh, he's a guy that is hard to match, too. He's kind of like – our, uh, our Russian friend earlier, Alexei, you know, it, he's a guy that, that I really liked that match. And that's a fight that we may can even see like starting to form here if things go certain ways but uh you know Josh is a, is I mean he's a he's a pro level guy you know he's he, even at only one to know he's a killer a uh, very uh, pedigreed wrestler and also the the undefeated tie fighter as well it's going to be uh one of many North Georgia high Stand versus American Killer B matches here uh on this card so uh our pick is going to begin with Jeff Hobbs
0: yeah, I mean, like you were talking about earlier, you know, I, just because I kind of had my hand in a few of these fights that we had talked about, especially like with Alex getting him on the card, um, this was almost like a little mini bracket right here uh, between uh, Sturdivant, uh, Alex, Lewis, and, and, uh, and Long. They were long. 45. <laughs> exactly, and, and at one point, I think all four of these guys were matched up with each other, um and and it wasn't necessarily that none would fight you know someone but you know all four of them just kind of saw it a certain way and which one would be you know better to fight first and then progress to the next one so regardless whoever the two winners are in this little bracket here in my head, I you know definitely need to fight each other uh, and and even the two guys who walk away on, on the wrong side uh, of the decision or the win uh probably need to fight each other as well um, so I, I'm excited to see how this little four way goes with these guys um, you know your mind tells you to pick Joe long uh, just based on experience record, and the guys just. You know, he's a gamer and he, you know, just what he has showed us. I mean, why wouldn't you pick against Joe Long? Um, but the more I keep learning about Josh Lewis, um, I think this is just one of those guys that you, if you just look at his 1-0 MMA record, it's easy to pick against him. But then you start doing your research and, and talking to people and finding out more about him, and you're like, Dude, this is the kind of dude that other coaches get pissed about after the fight's over, mm-hmm. and they come screaming at the matchmaker that you fucking Absolutely. set them up, and, uh, you know, that you did this shit on purpose, that you sold them as this, and, you know, uh, and and so, you know, this is fucking tough. Uh, I don't I'm sure my counterparts here won't tell me who they're going to pick so I can pick uh, accordingly, but, um, man... Just because I'm thinking, which they could fuck with me now, because I'm thinking that they're going to pick Joe Long, I'm going to go Lewis.
1: Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is one I don't think you can go wrong either way. You've got a real good shot. David – or not David, but Josh Lewis to pick for Jeff Hobbs. Uh, Greg?
5: I can't believe that Jeff Hobbs just picked against uh, Joe Long. Uh, he's, you know – He's from the land, you know. But I, I, <laughs> trust me,
0: I can't believe I just did either. So, I'm not, you know, just, I feel like a dirty whore, okay, right now. <laughs> not, I don't feel good about this. Hey, you this know, is like, morning after. you know you're going to hear about it. You this is the morning day. after when you wake up and you look over oh. at the other person. I'm, I feel terrible. <laughs> you, know what, you know what sucks about this is the
5: fact that you know that both of these guys, these guys are tough and, like, I don't know how many of these fighters actually really hold uh, any kind of grudge against us when we pick them or pick against them, but uh, this I is one it. of the ones too that uh, where I know that John knows that Josh Lewis is tough. I mean, I know that his wrestling is going to outtrump Joe Long. I know that for a fact. I know that uh, I don't know that his his uh, Muay Thai is is, uh, is is up to par as we were talking. at six and zero with uh, Joe Long's what nine and one. Something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, no, he may be not in team. Well, he's he's still pretty even. Yeah. they they're. I think they're evenly matched there on that in that aspect, which I also want you to lean towards Josh Lewis. But uh, I, I have to. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and make my pick and say I'm going to go with the the champion Joe Long still and still right there with Rambo. All right, they were split again, and this time, Mark, you get
7: to break the tie. Man, what a fucking fire, man! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lewis is tough as shit, man. I mean, take nothing away from that guy ever, man. It, but him being one and zero is 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 problematic in this whole equation here. Joe Long is a savage. He's the champ. He came down to one forty five, and the weight cut ain't easy for him, but he can make it. I mean, he was skinny at fifty five. You know, I mean, he's a he's a savage.
1: Nobody no. <laughs> I know. I just <laughs> I don't think either <laughs> one of these guys are going to enjoy this weight cut.
7: No, neither one. And because uh, they're both heavy guys. And it, so I don't know. I feel like Joe Long with the experience and, and, and the momentum going with him gets it done. And I'm calling this one, put an asterisk beside this. Because just like he finished the kid from Shield Systems, he's going to start stroke him
1: sticking around. Mm. All right, so Joe Long, two to one here, and Mark calls it second round Darst. Ah oh, man, so uh, we got a separation there for Hobbs on that one. It gives him three off of Greg, so he needs to separate three in the last four to have a shot to tie. Uh, and here we go on to the pro portion of our card. And uh, this next one's kind of like a it's like a circus. I like it. It's like it's our only pro combat jujitsu match and this is like uh slap the slap grappling this is where they uh it's a it's a 110 minute round um these are professionals and it's submission only they can hit with an open hand strike as long as one person's on the ground um in uh, like an open palm and we've got this is technic- I've, I've wrongfully listed as a featherweight bout. It is not. I was
5: about to say. Yeah, it is not.
1: And, I mean, it's, and Isaac, it Isaac has literally been <laughs> two featherweights before. Yeah,
4: uh, Isaac can use one leg against, against these <laughs> the
1: rules. Uh, but this is a heavyweight contest. We'll call it an open weight contest. And this yeah. is, it reminds me of, like, pride because it is going to look crazy. Uh on one hand you have Isaac Fine, uh KMAA, Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh he's a big dude. He, he's uh three and oh, four and oh pro MMA fighter, but he hasn't been fighting. He it's been two years since Isaac's fought, just been doing like jujitsu. He's a brown belt uh over there and he's been training a long time. He's Ovin St. Cruz's main partner. Uh he's big. He's you know, six five, six six. To fit it, you know, he's he's a he's a big boy and he's skilled on top of it, and his hands are like frying pans. And he's going to take on um, a guy that Greg Hopkins brought to my attention. He said uh, he wanted to, to do something on this card, uh, and he's out of a Gogi Combat of Chattanooga, Tennessee. It's Elijah Carlton, and this is his specialty. This is like. What he does, like Elijah is a, is a decorated uh, combat jujitsu or just jujitsu practitioner. He, he competes every weekend almost and he, he goes all over the fucking country to do it. He is a, he is a very unorthodox, uh, guy, if you will. He's going to have lots of crazy tricks up his sleeve, but he's only about 170 pounds. So he's going to be giving up a good amount of size here. He told me and I quote, get me the. That the the nast the biggest nastiest dude you can to do this and I wanna I want to do it and so, I, and so it hit, my mind went to Isaac pretty quick honestly because Isaac had been asking me to to find something uh, along the lines of this you know for several months. Was my idea, Jim. I'm pretty well, sure that, I came up with that idea. You <laughs> may have. It's hard to say. Our mind, our our, our wavelengths. <laughs> Yeah, we probably made this fight like riding around in the car, but uh, anyway, uh, it is going to be something else because Elijah, like I said, he's a decorator guy. He does this all the time, uh, and he is just a very unorthodox style that will be nearly impossible to mimic, although Isaac has a Nick Gertz. If, if Nick is able to help him train, who would give some awkward looks and be about that size as well. So uh, I'm interested to see how it goes down. This is a... Uh, this is one 10-minute round with a two-minute overtime. So the draw is in play if you want to play no submission earned. And so uh, this one is going to be for Greg uh, to lead off. <laughs> I,
5: already, I, <laughs> I already know he's going to win. Elijah Carlson's going to win this spot. I'm telling you guys right now. Elijah, like you said, he has no style to be mimicked. And I know that Isaac Spine is a very large dude, and I know he can hit hard. And Eli is gonna have to watch out for them hands. It's not just it's not just jujitsu, you know. And that's really what Eli specializes in. It's jiu-jitsu, combat
0: jujitsu. What am I saying?
5: <laughs> what am I saying? I'm sorry.
1: You're, no, I, you're well, saying it's not just jujitsu. I said yes, it's combat yeah, 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 jujitsu.
5: Okay. Yeah, it's combat jujitsu. You're gonna see some uh, some some you know open hand you know punches being thrown there. People are gonna get busted up. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot more entertaining than just a couple guys rolling around on the ground trying to choke each other out. So uh, yes, and if you're talking about a spectacle and a circus act, here it is. Because Elijah, he has a pretty good following here in Chattanooga. Uh, not just uh, from his spot. he just has a lot of he just runs around with a lot of people and uh, he's got a good following. So he's just like, man, I want to get on that card. And uh, by the way, Mark, you had nothing to do with this fight. Eliza, me and him are sitting at Dose dos Burritos or Dose whatever Just Dose Bros, and he said, dude, what would it take for me to get on that card? Like, to get on that Chevy card. I, started, I was like, I don't know if we'll have a jiu-jitsu fight on the card. He goes, dude, what about a combat jiu Like, I was like, damn. I was like, well, I don't know anybody that would fight you. You'd have to uh, really try to sell it to Tim. And he grabbed my phone, and he sent a voicemail to Tim and said, hey, I'm the biggest, baddest motherfucker you can find. I weigh about 165 pounds, and I don't care about the weight. Just give me somebody. First person you that, that Tim came back with said Isaac Fun. fine. And I went. I went yeah, to you know Illinois. No, I don't give
4: you
5: know a shit. Why I'm talking right now. No, nah, I'm, I'm trying. To <laughs> stop, I'm trying to talk about it enough. But Elijah, Elijah, before I even got anything out, he goes, he goes, run it. And I was like, well, let me
7: tell you who he is. He goes, I don't give a shit. It was run it. and I was like, all right, well, there we have a spot. All
1: right, so Carlton, Elijah Carlton is the pick for Greg Hopkins. He's got, uh, uh, he was a part of this whole process. So he's, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's involved. He knows what's up, Mark, you're up. And just because you want to talk about this
7: just time we're sitting at a Mapco gas station in Knoxville, Tennessee promoting, and he gets a mail- voice message from you first talking crazy shit. Then he gets the message back from him later. And he said, oh, I want to pop the biggest as bad as my birdie, blah, blah, blah. You, you vindicated the <laughs> you validated all this shit. And I said, what about fucking Isaac Fine? Yeah, well, he's been asking to do some shit, so don't tell me I have shit to do with this. Fucking Isaac, fucking Fyne is your answer, son. That motherfucker's a monster. Good luck. Take care of your boy afterwards.
1: Ooh, and Mark goes with Isaac Fine. That gives him a fourth separation there, so he's got, um, well, he still needs to get, he needs to go better than three and one. That'd only be two to make up. Uh, Jeff,
0: you're up. He needs to quit now What's while talking? he's down seven. Sorry, What's Jeff. Talking? Fuck both of y'all. I came up with this fight. I was sitting at fucking Auntie Anne's pretzel place at the mall with Tim, and we were talking, and I thought of this fight. So, um, look, I'm going to go with uh, look, I, I, fuck, I'm going with Elijah. That dude's got balls. I like it. Fuck it. You're going with uh I'm, with, going, with who with? I'm going with Elijah. Elijah
1: Carlton. All right. Jeff Hobbs goes with Elijah Carlton. So it's two to one Elijah. And
0: look,
7: Boss Root Boss made a
0: whole fucking career out of the open palm fucking punch. So I mean yeah, those, motherfuckers <laughs> those motherfuckers hurt Those motherfuckers hurt.
1: All right. Up next, we go to Pro MMA. It is 170 pounds in our feature bout. Roy Real Steel Sanders takes on our very own Greg Hopkins. We've spoken to both these guys earlier in the podcast uh, with some interviews, so go back and check those out if you haven't already, and get a little more in depth on this fight. But Roy uh, comes in with a record of two and fifteen, but coming off of a win his last fight out in March. He gets a first round submission win over Billy Combs. So he's coming in with momentum. Uh, He uh, went into some detail uh, during our interview about his personal life. He's got a lot going on. He's going through a divorce right now. And uh, that has actually, oddly enough, opened up his schedule to where he can train uh, for this fight more than he normally could. So he's been getting a lot of time in with wrestlers like Chandler Cole, Josh Steele, Nick Jackson. Some guys like that getting him ready for this fight, which are, are good guys to look at for, for a guy like Greg Hopkins. So, um, you know, Roy seems like he's dialed in on this fight. Uh, he's very uh, – so it seems like a little different than what we normally hear from Roy. He, he does seem like he's been able to prep for this one. And uh, he's excited and confident coming in. To, of course, he'll take on Greg here, 1-0. and o. Greg Hopkins uh, out of Ringgold, Georgia. He got his last win a couple, three months back. Over uh, Nick Jewell. So, uh, as we mentioned earlier, a, a similar size and length in Nick Burke to Roy Sanders. They're both tall, uh, rangy guys. Uh, so Greg will be giving up the uh, reach and height advantage, but that's not something he, he's a stranger to. Of course, decorated wrestler. Uh, Greg, uh, m- multiple times a champion, uh, but hasn't always used his wrestling in his fights. If you've watched Greg's fights, he likes to go out there and brawl and throw hands, so uh, who knows what you'll get. It's a mixed bag. Uh, we will uh, start off our picks with Mark.
0: Jesus fucking Christ.
1: Go ahead sign it up. Come on,
7: Mark. Do you know how bad it pains me to have to pick this motherfucker to win this fight? I mean, even though... Come on, man. Like, I... Can I take a mulligan or an abstention anything like that?
1: I guess you could just pass and not pick, but, like, you won't get a point.
7: <laughs> I mean, I think I should be a four since I'm going only one that's fucking pick that's been, been here since hour one. You know Ooh. what I mean? Like, come on now. You know, if anybody if gets godfathered in, it should be me. You know? <laughs>
1: Just a free point here, you say?
3: Man. You say three points? Three points?
1: No, no, he just wants a comp point, but he doesn't want to have to pick you.
7: Oh, damn.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> God. Hold on,
7: I'm going to have my, my lady say something. Come on. Okay, Greg Hopkins. Greg Hopkins. Is I couldn't
6: kid. say
1: it. Yeah. All right, that's true. But Mark Law's pick is Greg Hopkins. Uh Jeff.
0: Yeah. Um well I'm glad to see that Greg is out, you know, stepping out there and uh taking on the tough fights. Um, <laughs> um Hey, one
1: uh, one one fun fact, I, and I, I, I told Roy I'd bring this up because it is a, a cool little fact. This is Valor 64. This is Roy's 64th fight, counting is damage.
7: That, that don't mean shit.
1: Just, uh, just on, a, just, I just thought that was a cool piece of trivia. Wow. He almost went around with Billy. What, and
0: God. it may last 64. And it may last 64 seconds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was meant to be. Uh, fuck, yeah. I guess I got to pick Greg, too. All right.
1: Dude, other Greg Hopkins uh going to you. I'm guessing you're picking yourself.
5: Yeah, I'll, uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, the one and only Greg Hopkins there. That's, I'm, going to, I'm going
1: to roll him. Greg. White. Greg. i Muff- Hopkins. Muffin there there Hopkins. Damn! damn. <laughs> I can dig. It. I can dig. It all right. Down Hold on. I'm right. now. On to our um, co-main um, event. This one should be fun. Uh, light heavyweight. It just they knit, like we went. We had all these uh, you know small guys early, and now they're like really big. Light heavyweights, two hundred five pounds. Co-main event. The Blood Axe. Eric Olson makes his way down from Levittown, New York. Team Blood Axe coming off a win over John Hall at Smoky Stadium. Bit of a fluky situation there, but a win nonetheless. A decorated bare knuckle boxer. This guy's been all around the world. He in London. He's like kind of a big deal. Um, he has fought uh, a lot of bare knuckle boxing. He is a slugger. He hits hard mean streak a mile wide. But uh, I always say one of the most professional guys I um, I deal with. You know, this guy gets his shit in on time. He's you know he's where he needs to be and. Uh, pushes the fight, talks a lot of trash and, uh, comes in ready to bang. He's a, he's a scary dude. You know, he's, he's got the crazy skull goat mask and all that. And he, he likes to put on a show for sure. He's going to be taking on the returning Ian Stevens, undefeated 4-0, Blaylock's IMB, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Fort Oglethorpe and this is a long layoff for Ian Stevens coming back after a few years off uh a former ultimate fighter contestant very highly decorated wrestler collegiate level wrestler uh my opinion um honestly you know 205 is a big weight for him to be fighting at cuz Olsen has fought as a heavyweight and actually cuts down to 205 whereas Ian walks at just a here under 205, and ideally would want to fight a 170, 185. But Ian's a moose. I mean, th- I mean, he's like a gorilla. He is absurdly strong. Uh, like, like we said, stellar wrestling, uh, just a, a stifling top control, but he can strike some too. That's one knock on Ian is that he hasn't really let go with his striking in fights, and he's kind of played it, uh, you know, quote unquote safe and kind of grinded out decision wins. That said, Ian has also fought a very high level of competition early in his career. You know, Ian came up through the XFC, and they didn't throw him no cupcakes. You know, Ian fought only tough guys. I would say, like, honestly, Ian's, like, less, like, least opponent is, and I don't even want to say speak ill at all of him, but Ronnie Bam Bam Rogers is probably, like, his his weakest opponent and Ronnie yeah, uh, came up from 155 to fight him on about a week and a half notice and props to him Ronnie's a you know, tough motherfucker you know he's good and he's fought a plethora of guys but that just goes to say that Ian has fought nothing but killers uh, the, the XFC threw him in there tough and uh, and he's won all his fights So I think it's going to be a question of whether or not, you know, Ian plays it safe, uses his wrestling. If he does, you know, he's going to outclass Olsen big time. Uh, If we if we if he decides he kind of wants to, you know, let loose a little bit and show some different uh, wrinkles to his game. uh, Obviously, he's wanting to get to the big show sooner than later. He's a guy that he runs off two or three wins here with us. He's probably going to get to the UFC pretty quick. So, uh, you know, is it a question, does he want to kind of wow people or does he want to make sure he gets the win uh, by any means necessary, even if it means, you know, a, a grind? So uh, good fight, man. I'm excited for it. Uh, you know, it's great to see Ian get back in there after several years off. I know he's excited about getting to fight in his hometown. And, uh, and of course, Eric Olson looking to come here and uh, spoil the party. And uh, we'll start off with Jeff Hobbs. Jeff
0: uh... Hobbs yeah this blood axe dude man i don't he scares the shit out of me that watching his social media uh in some of his interviews man i was watching an interview the other day that holy shit um but like you said you meet him in person is the most respectful nice guy you can meet he's off the fucking chain um look i see this going one way though i mean I don't – I guess I don't mean it negative. I don't think I do, but maybe I do. Uh, It is no um, secret that what Ian's going to do is pretty much what he's done most of his his career is he takes a motherfucker down and he keeps him down. And there's not a lot that you can do about it once he gets you down. Uh, And I just don't think – I don't think Olsen's got, uh, you know, uh, the defensive – uh, you know, game to keep himself off of the ground. Um, so uh, I'm going to say definitely Stevens. Um, Stevens has taken this one. Um, he's just going to smother the shit out of him. All right. Jeff
1: Hobbs goes with Ian Stevens to uh, get back in there after a long way off and uh, get, go to 5-0. and 0. Uh, I've said it, you know, many times, man. If Ian's dialed in, if Ian's like – like ready to fucking fight and you know, ready to, to perform. Like he's honestly, I mean, he's a USC caliber fighter. He he there's not really a whole lot of guys in this region that can fuck with him. Uh it's all just a question of uh, you know, uh if if he's dialed in and if 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 his uh if he's dedicated to it. So uh we'll see. Uh Greg. Uh
5: we were talking about mullets earlier where they said Logan probably used to have like one of the nicest mullets you ever seen. Yeah. Uh, I grew up uh, right next to where Ian grew up. He's from Rossville, and he had one of the best mullets I'd ever seen growing up. And I'm talking, when I say mullets, it was a Joe Dirt Went all the way down to his ass. And uh, just like when he fought, he wrestled some of the top prospects in not just the state but in the country. And if he didn't ever win any tournament that he was ever in, he was always in the finals. And that was any damn tournament. High school, he was always in the finals. He was uh, He got second three times and uh, got first. But, you know, somewhere along the line, he always beat the guy who beat him, but just not when it really counted, you know. So, he had four times at finals from Houseville. He went on to wrestle at Tennessee Temple. He was a national champion, absolutely dominated everybody there. Uh, uh, Ian is uh, is also, I spoke with him the other day, he's, uh, he's kind of a uh, He's kind of shying away from the fact that everybody is uh downgrading his uh, stand-up game because of his performance uh, that everybody got to see. That was national televised when nobody watched all his fights on HDNet or YouTube or wherever you can find them. <clears throat> so I don't know if I look to see Ian making a statement right here on his feet and trying to knock Blood Axe standing up because that may not be the the wisest decision for his career. I'm not gonna say career, but like I I wouldn't I wouldn't see Ian risking possibly getting you know tagged by uh, by Blood Axe, you know because Eric Olson's a bare-knuckle boxer, and uh, he wants to fight to stand. He even made sure to make a point out to say, Ian, you know, don't take me down. He said, stand up and fight me like a man, and if you do take me down, don't don't fucking be a blanket. You know, just, you know, tee off on me, break my damn nose, break my arm, snap my ankle, do something, give the fans what they want, and don't be a boring fighter. So I think Ian, I don't think he really takes that personal, but I think the, the fact that everybody's like down, down playing a stand-up game he's got something to prove here. So, uh, he is a UFC caliber fighter and he's, uh, I think that after a couple of fights, he, uh, puts on some highlight finishes here and, uh, moves on. But, uh, yeah, I got Ian here.
1: All right. So it is Greg Hopkins. Uh, makes it two nothing for Ian and we'll round it out with Mark.
7: Man, I'm a super big fan of Austin. He's, he's a, he's a class act, man I, and a hell of a fighter too, you know, I think Ian's wrestling is going to make the difference. Uh, even though I feel like Ian swarms him and, and keeps him at bay on the striking, Ian's got that fucking striking too. And it only sets shit up for a second. Ian knocked the fuck out of anybody, dude. He's a motherfucking stud. Ian Stevens all day. Glad to see him back in there.
1: All right. It's clean sweep for Ian Stevens. Moving on to our main event heavyweights. And this is going to be a wild scene when this one goes down. And I hope, you know, not, not to be cliche, but I hope they've reinforced the, reinforced the cage for this one because we've got two big boys here. It's going to be Big Sexy, Billy Swanson, defending that hometown turf, Saudi Daisy. Uh, he is a legend there. Uh, literally, uh, everybody knows Billy Swanson and Saudi. He is a decorated wrestler out of the, uh, uh, you know, a, a legendary program. Uh, is Saudi Daisy Wrestling. It's a big deal, you know. And so uh, we're in the Saudi Daisy Wrestling Arena. You know, they're going to be chanting, you know, Billy, Billy, the place is going to shake. I'll tell you. That said, he's got a tough foe in front of him. Billy, by the way, one-on-one coming out of the American Killer Bees in uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, coached by David Robbins. Coming off a loss. Uh, He hadn't fought, though, since uh, January at the Coliseum. Uh, Got a loss uh, by knockout to Harry Hunsucker. So he's looking to turn it around and uh, get back on track had a few bumps and bruises here over the summer and he's ready to to get back in there and uh man he's pumped to be hosting this fight at home uh he knows that you know there's a lot of pressure on him he's going to be taking on el jefe himself terrence hodges el jefe is like the boss in spanish for those that don't know but uh el jefe <laughs> is two and five out of the american top team in Atlanta, georgia and uh, he is a former professional football player in the Canadian Football League, a late, uh, a late bloomer in MMA. He's only been doing MMA now, I think, for maybe four or five years. But he only had like one amateur fight, and he turned pro. They were very high on this guy originally out of American. I'm sure they still are high on him. But uh, coming out to make his pro debut, uh, he jumped in there with tough guys, experienced guys. We talked to him last week about it. Kim Odie and him had a just a legendary battle uh, down in, uh, or in Pigeon Forge. No, that was in Chattanooga. It was a war, three round war. Kim Odie's a guy that uh, I think it was his pro debut as well, but he had a lot of amateur fights, uh, ended up getting the win. Then he came back and fought for us against another very experienced guy, and Frank Tate. Came up short there, but uh, now he uh, has since, uh, he's coming off a win. He got a win in his last fight at NFC uh, a couple, about, uh, it's been about a month and a half ago, I guess. And um, now he's two and five, so he's got some momentum behind him. He's a big athletic guy. He's a hitter. And so this is kind of one of those fights where, you know, Billy's wrestling pedigree is better and he should have the advantage there. But if Billy, you know, Billy's a guy that likes to get in there and, Show-off his striking from time to time. And, uh, you know, if he gets clipped, anything can happen here because he's, hey, these are heavyweights, man. Every shot counts. And Terrence is is rapidly improving and very confident and knows what he's walking into. He's very aware that there's going to be a hostile environment, and he's feeding off of it. So, man, this fight is going to be a wild way to end the night. And we're going to get our first pick from Greg. I think
4: that
1: uh,
5: Billy uh, Billy's going to – um I'm not gonna say he's gonna overpower him, but I think he's gonna out-technique him, like in in every aspect of like just you know just all around mixed martial arts here. Because Billy's been touching up on his ground game at the Agogi, uh, Combative Gym over there, and uh, and he's he's touched a lot up on his uh, Muay Thai. Why he's been uh, he's been injured, you know, and he's been out for a while, and he's real anxious to come back. And uh, I just don't see Billy losing here in his hometown, so I've got to go with Billy Swanson.
0: Big sexy
5: Billy Swanson, the
1: pick for Greg. We'll go on to Mark.
7: Man, it wouldn't do me no good to tie Greg. It would probably just piss me the fuck off, really. So you've got four different right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't tie me. you going So well, so him. if you go, if you win all four of the different ones, you're gonna win. If you go three has- one, that's only two differentials, so Greg would win. So you you need to go if you go I'm going, different. I'm I don't know. You know I'm I don't so know if it's uh, to go with what you think is gonna happen. I wouldn't go different just for the sake of Hodges i
7: mean, Mark
1: going four and one or five and zero oh will be
7: enough. I'm going fucking balls out. I'm winning this motherfucking money. Fuck Greg. You know that.
1: i was speaking uh, hefe, me, hefe I'm officer, play for me. I'm Mark balls. Any any thought behind it besides just that?
7: There's lots of thought behind it. It's uh, there's a ton of thought behind it. It's uh, <laughs> I want to beat Greg. I want to beat Greg. <laughs> I want to beat Greg and El Hefty hits hard. What's wrong we with, with Peter? Peter.
0: Uh, I, I, not your turn, not your turn,
7: not your turn, not your turn, Now, to, say, dude, to, to lose against Frank <laughs> is one thing, man. Frank, Frank moves around, he, he, and he gets hard shit, too. Something in my heart of hearts is, dude, I love Billy Swanson. is one of my bestest people in the whole
1: world. I'm, I'm trying to win the money. I'm going half a Mark Laws makes it one to one, and Jeff Hobbs, the final pick of the night, to break the tie.
0: Final pick, real quick. I just now fucking thought of this, and it hit me. There, this is a school. There's no alcohol, is there? Not legally.
1: What? But there'll be alcohol. Because there'll be alcohol. Okay,
0: okay. All right. <laughs> just fucking scared me where, for a minute
1: where,
5: there, where, <laughs> man. I was like, what is it?
0: Don't have to fucking do this sober, man, on a Billy Swanson main event and Saudi uh-huh. Daisy, and I got to be sober? Hey. Never. Yeah. All right, okay. Woo, I had to get my mind back right. All right. Um, man, I'm going with the same mindset that that Greg went with, man. There's just, there is no fucking way Billy Swanson is in a fucking fight in the Saudi Daisy wrestling arena, um, and losing. I I there's just it's not happening. I you know, it's just it's fucking not happening. That dude is not going to lose in that arena in front of those people and those you know, his his former friends. Uh in fact I just got a text message from a friend of mine who's a friend of a friend of Billy's and she's like, Yes, he's you know, her friend is going, driving from Nashville to the fight just to watch it because he's fighting. <laughs> His former hey, friend, the current wrestlers that. on the team. You know, everybody, it's not happening. I'm, Billy Swanson's going to win this fucking fight. Two
1: to one, Jeff and Greg with Billy Swanson, Mark with El Jefe. That's going to wrap up our picks and predictions. We've got five fights that Mark will separate on. Not enough separation for, uh, for Jeff to catch uh, Greg on this one, but five fights to watch out for, and we'll recap them all. Next week, uh on our recaps and reaction show. Real quick before we go, gentlemen, fight uh can't miss fight of the night for each of you. We'll start with Greg. Oh no,
4: uh, you can't uh, say yourself. Oh well shit. Uh
5: okay. Well, um <clears throat> if you can't watch my fight for fight of the night, I have to go with the uh the, the probably the tie of the second next best is gonna be Logan Neal and
7: Tanner Poe.
1: All right, Logan Neal and Tanner Poe, Mark.
7: As much as I like that Logan Neal Tanner fight, it, I feel like, man, that's a tough one. I'm going with the Sturdivant fight.
1: Oh, nice. The Russian versus Sturdivant and Hobbs.
0: Greg, do you really think that yours was going to be fight of the night? Like I'm right.
7: that's what I was thinking. I was like, how do we <laughs> No, <you're
0: laughs> you? Man, I'm going with Crowley and Beekman. Crowley and
1: Beatman. I love it. I love it. That's my, I second that motion. Thanks so much to all of our uh, guests tonight. uh, My podcast picks panel. Thank you guys for the time. As always, we'll see who, who comes out ahead. If it's Greg or Mark, and then we'll start fresh for Nashville. Uh, next uh, next month. So uh, also thanks so much uh, to my co-host Justin Watson earlier. Uh, we discussed all the UFC goings on. Thanks to my guests on interviews tonight as well. We had Tanner Poe. We had Shannon Goffrey. Good luck to her in Bellator uh, 228 this weekend against Ava Knight. Check her out on zone. I'll see if I can't uh, keep everybody updated live there in Saudi. What's going on with that? And uh, then, of course, uh, thank you also to, uh, to our other guest that we had tonight it was uh, Greg Hopkins himself actually so yeah alright that's going to do it for this no week's Valor Hour it's been a long one folks so uh, if you've made it this long thank you make sure you subscribe uh, wherever you listen to your podcast give us a like on Facebook share the shit let's keep it growing till next week I'm Tim Lloyd. Valor Hour we're out